You are listening to Thursday Nights, Season 4, Episode 118. rises on the flying castle atop which Snowbane's gift and its sizable crew at the, at the current uh, time is sleeping. A new day dawns. The Septicemia are expected to arrive in two days. The Kuotoa have been driven from this castle and the those on watch throughout the night, both the uh, Hands of Ao and uh, and the Facets of Fate, uh, keeping their own uh, watches in, in cooperation, find no evidence of Kuotoa returning or attempting to launch a counter-strike at this point in time. There's no saying... What the rest of the day or subsequent days may hold, but for now, it seems this castle is yours. Yes. What do you do? So, so we definitely spend one night resting. Is that right? A long you, rest? This, mm-hmm. that was, yeah. There was nighttime when you arrived and drove out <clears> to Kuotoa. <throat> After that, uh, you slept. We've got a fishman locked up in the... Uh, there is a fishman. In the There's dungeon... A, He's, he's in the, 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 I, the roost area. I would like to ask if there are any more threats that are like, you know, near term to like jump forward to kind of a council, like assuming we've cased the joint, assuming that we kind of have full ownership of this place and like we're, we're sitting kind of to discuss more formal plans going forward, assuming a lot of the nitty gritty has happened. Is that something that we people are interested in that we might do? The nitty gritty of what? Of like just getting completely combing this place, seeing what else is around. So what you should uh, do is, when I say what do you do, say yeah. you comb the place. Say you go through and systematically, like, what are you trying to discover? Sure. Uh, I think sound, establishing well, let me, let me, the safety. Let me clarify. Are you trying to avoid a corridor by corridor exploration type thing? Yeah, and get to uh, talking about the septicemia soon. Great. Yeah. So so. Uh, I'm prompting you with what do you do, and that can be a that can be a lengthy action. Um, so yes, tell me tell me what it is that you do do, and we can. We so can... if Mock is leading that kind of sweep of the tower, Drewson will definitely join in. Same. Fair cool. dozen. A sweep yes. of the tower finds uh, that indeed the Kuotoa um, clearly have been living here for quite some time. There's a lot of evidence of uh, a lot of evidence of this just place being a, you know, a, a home uh, for this uh, for this tribe of of Kuotoa. But there's no evidence of them being here since you drove them out last night. This tower has uh, let me count them real quick because I did I make copies of them here? Yeah. So it has one, two, three, four, five. Six, including the roof. It has six floors, uh, including the roof that you're on here. By the way, here is the daytime roof. Oh, it's daytime. Yeah. 
Should we move know. over to that map, or I don't know if we want to swap everyone over to the do, map. Do some of them go below the waters, the water level? No, that was what? Me. Holy shit! <laughs> there Did you the go. world for you? Do some of the floors go below the water level? Do some of the floors? Ah, good question. Um, the very bottom floor. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull some out for illustration here. We'll use this half of the board. Uh, as you uh, as you explore, you learn a few things. The, uh, there is a floor that connects to the, just bear with me while I just throw this shit on top of the, uh, on top of our board. Uh, there is a, uh, there is a floor here that has, I'm going to turn off the grid so we can just see it a little better, or, pro or the grid projection. There we go. Cool. Prettier. Uh, this is the, uh, entrance floor, and it is currently, what would you call it, moored? Uh, to the land there, there is a uh, there is an extendable sort of bridge slash uh, gangplank gang that uh, comes out from the ground floor. It is in uh, it is in very poor repairs. Uh, when we're looking at these pictures that I have for us uh, of the map, these are Drustin's sketches, and these are Drustin's mind as he is exploring this place, as he looks through and being a you know, by far the most uh, ruins delver uh, out of anyone. This is this is his wheelhouse. The archaeology of seeing a place in whatever state it is and truly understanding what it looked like when it was in its, in its prime. They would have mm. cut, chopped carrots in here. <laughs> yes, specifically they had carrots and carrots? a strange carrot and a, chopper and a, a French five left her uh, left her out little outfit here in the bed. <laughs> it's true, a French maid. <laughs> um, so, this ground floor uh, is where it is still connected to the land. There is a uh, a modest island, um, you know, about uh, probably eight times larger than the castle itself, just as far as square footage uh, that the castle is um, that the castle is attached to. That's a um, perfect home for a bunch of Kuatoa. And yes, the two Kua -kua. layers. Uh, the two layers below it still have an enchantment active that keeps the water out from cool. uh, from flooding the chamber. And as you enter, uh, as you enter down below, you find oh, that went to someone's chest. There we go. Oh, okay. What's happening here? We're gonna get rid of this one. Here we go. You find this strange room. Uh, the second to bottom most floor is uh, is a huge mechanical apparatus that is clearly the the cornerstone of how this flying castle was uh, meant to be uh, meant to be powered. It seems to be a gigantic uh, steam boiler. Oh, but this oh, was kind of late to to study this further. But uh, I'll hold up till after that. Uh, encounter with your with Scrimcorn's old friends. And at the very bottom, Oop. a chamber that, by uh, not as obvious to Drustin, takes uh, takes a while for him to uh, to fully gather it. But fairly certain at the end of the day that this place was meant to uh, was meant to hold some sort of drake or dragon or uh, or other large creature uh, that would <laughs> provide the heat in order to power this entire castle. God's the evidence of monsters. such a creature being there is long gone. What um, monsters would harness the power of a living creature to fuel their flying machine? 
Truly abominable. Truly. <laughs> Who would do such a Evil thing? Evil creatures. Was it was it like a red dragon, you think? <laughs> what do you think, Baron? And, Baron uh, checks and uh, sees where is the nearest red dragon within 30 miles today. It's in the room. Did a stealth it's check. right behind you. <laughs> oh, I deleted that, uh, the ground floor, didn't I? Well, crap. Means I can't get it back. <laughs> so, control Z. The tower uh, crumbles. No. Any, any red dragons within 30 miles, Greg? Uh, from here, no. No red dragons within 30 miles. That's true, because we're out Super there. cool. Those barren checks. So you explore the place, and uh, and yeah, it feels uh, overall a nice, sturdy place. It has stood for uh, however long it's been since it fell into disrepair, while still maintaining a pretty good state. Some of its enchantments still active, such as uh, the bit that uh, keeps the water from coming out, perhaps. It, it's hard to say if that enchantment was put there out of a necessity of the way it was built in place at this location, or if perhaps it was designed to uh, to touch down in bodies of water, which also might be explain why it was built in such a place, uh, other than just the obvious uh, seclusion that was likely a factor. Uh, but other than that, um, amongst the Kuatoa belongings, for they left in a hurry, you find a smattering of gold, but nothing to write home about. Here, mom. Found some gold. It's fish gold. <laughs> it's a total Not once you get it all uh, added up from uh, various different areas in there but totals to about 75 gold how about, uh, you get how about the, the fish shaman's staff that we wrested from his corpse hang on I just want to make sure Kevy B got that yeah I got it okay good uh, what did you ask Sam the uh, Kuatoa shaman had a staff he was operating with was there anything particularly special about that staff. I remember Bearjaw, I think, uh, grabbed it and hung onto it. Well, she did. I left uh, it in the toilet. Oh, well, Baron was curious. Yeah. Well, if, he, if it was wielded by Kuotoa, then it would be proper to call it a fish stick. Yeah, a fish <laughs> stick. Uh, like the fish stick, stick uh, is non-magical. Like fish sticks. Great. Just curious. Just a stick. <laughs> so then Drusen will definitely take it. Why, Drusen, why that's definitely on the reliquary. What are you laughing at? It's a great reliquary. <laughs> I love fish sticks. I love them. You say, take I a love lift in of my this mouth. magical staff. <laughs> All right, so that's that's what you find in the uh, in the castle in, in exploring it. Um, there are there's a, the the row of ballistas. You know, the layer of ballistas are are mostly beyond repair, but perhaps with enough time, one or two of them could uh, could be brought to working order with uh, you know some significant significant repair work. Hmm. Hmm. I don't like the idea of just moving one of those and pointing it like down a, a flight of stairs. Ooh, don't know what do I mean? That. Anyway, um, <laughs> one that. one logistical thing, just because I hate to get into like the how much is a dwarf way kind of thing, but um, the you've mentioned before that it was like a thirty foot drop. You talk about the floors from the roof. Someone from the roof off was there. sixty foot. I think it was. For some reason, I thought we said 30 at some point, so I wanted to yeah, double more check. Yeah, no, 60, I believe, is it. So it is 60. Okay, cool. So just, and again, just because I want to understand, because this is a realistic uh, likelihood. Um, if someone falls off the roof, how much damage is 60 feet? How much damage is 60 foot drop? I In think water? it's 1d6 per 10 feet. And then falling into so water, yeah, how does that change? So, so it would be 66 if they hit the ground. And uh, hitting well, the water is the same. Hitting the water is the same. Okay. okay. I'm going to say. 
just to keep it cool. Easy. Is there any kind of check make to sure reduce that you when you clench your buttocks when you fall into the water so that water does not rush up and damage your internal organs? Uh, Scrim has a naturally advice. loose buttock. It is 1d6 <laughs> for every 10 feet. Naturally. Um, cram some yeah, so, moss in there. And there's there, I just because I, I remember like in the third edition or whatever, like a doing a dex check to reduce damage or take off like 10 feet. Is there anything like that in the in fifth edition? Or is it just, it's just straight 66 or 10 feet? Per, mm. It's 66. Uh, you know what? Uh, Jeremy Crawford says that he just halves the damage when falling into water. So let's go ahead and do okay. that. Perfect. Sure. I just, I love this Aurora. I want us to chuck some people off. So I would love to just have that ready to go so we can roll it. And Ted knows Featherfall, or at least he did last time he was in a big tower. <gasps> it's true. But it's a, yeah. uh, it's another weird that? item that he has to do something with. Was that a lie, yeah. too? Yeah, that's true. That yeah, yeah. The only way to find out is to chuck him off the edge, right? <laughs> I test Feather Fallen, you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Turns out we only... all died. That <laughs> all right, so you guys, you explored. Eric, you were you yeah. were going a direction. Did Eric... Uh... Mock... Did Eric step out? I think Eric oh, wanted basically. I uh, am preparing back. a oh, new okay. drink. There we go. I'm preparing okay. a new drink, so I, w I just put it on mute for a second. All right. Uh, well, then, are you ready to yes, go? Yes, but I, I, if we are, if we are kind of concluding the search, uh, I'd like to kind of say we are on the deck. You know, the the below decks of the gift are pretty crowded for the amount of people that are that are here. So I think we're all kind of above decks on the rails. And Vox uh, <clears throat> just sitting, kind of leaning against the ballista, smoking his pipe, thinking, and he says, All right, this isn't the most straightforward of battlefields. Uh, it could come from the sky, come from the, the water, come from, uh, well, not the land. We've, we've pretty much ruled that out. Scrim, wh what do you think they'll come at us? Hey, if this was you, how would you attack us? <clears throat> Says, when we get to get to us, hopefully we'll drain some of their magical abilities with them, to my knowledge, not having any kind of airship. So to get out here like this has got to cost something on their end. So there's that. Flying would make the most sense when it comes to arriving on here. I mean, can't imagine them, well... Now they could turn into a fish or something. Turn into a Ted fish walks and... in and says, y Yeah, but what if it was like a better version of you? What would you do if you were much better? And that's what they are, right? I wish you were better, Dad. <laughs> oh, God. Yikes. <laughs> um, Scrim pauses for a long time and says, Fair point. <laughs> he says, <clears throat> We've ruled out the land. We should prepare for them coming from the air or sea. So, at the very least, we could seal the entrances close to the water or the, the, the drawbridge or any of the entrances on the bottom levels. It would seem wise, so they'd either have to climb up the walls Mock or fly does, the top. Like, regard Ted with a long and loathsome glare before saying Ted perhaps does bring up a good point 
The uh, most powerful enemies we've encountered so far seem to travel travel vast distances just because they simply want to. Is there a chance they just step out of thin air and put a dagger in me back? Will they have to travel as the uh, as an mm, upstanding and mm, logical being does? We well, maybe know we wait they... on the inside of the tower. Edith, uh, steps forward. Where's Edith? Let's have her actually step forward. Here. Uh, no, stop Jeez. it. Stop it. Uh, Edith steps forward and, uh, and says, We followed them all the way from the Sword Coast. Uh, ten days to travel from, uh, from west to east is quite a feat indeed. And then she looks over at, uh, 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 uh what's his name? Not Bug Rush. Gloam. Looks over at Gloam, uh, with, uh, a look of appreciation and nods and, and holds her hand in a, in a salute to him. And she says, <coughs> she says, their powers of transportation are clearly, uh, are clearly in the, uh, upper echelon. She says, uh, we have to be prepared for anything. Drewston steps forward and says, uh, in Zolmar's spellbook, uh, I'll, I'll use one of his spells, the, uh, uh, private sanctum when we are in Deeper Massacre. It'll block uh, anyone from teleporting in or planar travel uh, within a, a cube of up to 100 feet. Could make this whole top story immune to, to someone popping in as you said. How long's it last? 24 hours. Oh, that'd be good. So Seems basically, good. I can uh, create up to a 100 foot cube. Uh, that I can choose how it uh, what properties it has and one of it is or two things I can do is nothing can teleport into or out of the warded area and planar travel is blocked within the warded area so at least you know, we'd know they'd have to come from outside that cube and physically move into it. Just to get the just get the numbers right, is it 100 cubic feet or a cube with a 100 foot edge? A uh, good cue. Uh, 100 feet on each side. Excellent. Wow, we can cover the whole nice. tower then. It's yeah. 60 feet tall. How big is this? That's excellent news. We can do, you know, like 50 feet up and 50 feet down too to get, you know, two of the floors below. Well, that solves the problems of knives and backs. At least we'll be able to see them coming. They'll be coming up the stairs or flying from the clouds. Uh, perimeter, if you will, of uh, some safety. Excellent, cousin, excellent. His eyes, oh. as powerful druids have been known to be able to use trees and other large plants to travel vast distances in a short amount of time. This should prevent something like that, though I hope, though I hope we're reducing even the plants they have access to around here. Uh, I can also uh, cast an alarm on the, the doors uh, below to know if anyone's passing through them, so no work. they're coming up from below. How many of them are there? I saw three working together. And there are three, or there could be like ten or a hundred? Or... Our best estimate from following them uh, is that there may be three. It is hard to say. We never got a uh, a close look at them. We tracked them more on their uh, on their use of divine energy hmm. than visual contact itself. But based on our analysis, which we undertook in each evening during the travel, we believe it is three. Divine hmm. energy. 
Interesting. Power from gods, that word means, I believe. <laughs> Though and I'm what not the... a scholar. Oh, oh. Scrim lets a smirk, points a smirk at Edith when he says. How have we seen them attack their foes in the past? I saw them completely envelop a small town of hapless villagers. We have heard not stories much. of... Oh, sorry. Oh, that's, that's, uh, not, not much of a real fight. I'll have one of the other ones speak. We've heard stories... Bograsch steps forward. We've heard stories of, uh, of much of the same. Never seen them in action before. And uh, you see him thumbing the, uh, thumbing the hilt of, of one of his weapons. He says, look forward to seeing that. He says, but by all accounts, they are a formidable force. Hmm. Well, should we try playing traps or something, or just get well rested and make sure our swords are sharp and hide ourselves in a room away from the show up? So there's, there's always ought to be built. We shan't waste the time. How about? I like the idea of having a little bit of a safe back for our safe wall for our backs. Why not try to seal up any of the lowest entrances? Put an alarm down there. Re... Not recommission. Refurbish one of these ballistas and point it down a flight of stairs. But try to concentrate the fight in one area. If they're coming for bear jaw. Hmm. That's at least one thing. I'm just thinking of that lightning you seem to be so fond of calling down from the skies. Maybe fighting them on the roof Mm. would be ill-advised if we fought them on one of the lower levels. But what of the stone? Uh, You'll find Scrim napping in solid rock sometimes. Would they come passing through stone as, as you do? Not impossible, but the lack of... The bigger thing I'd be concerned about would be the plant life. I'm glad to say, and so actually before Scrim ducks out of his ass, there's no plant life on this. Is there plant? How much plant life is there? Fungus? Uh, on the castle itself? Wow. There's a fair degree of, uh, uh, of molds and uh, lichen. Is that what I'm thinking okay. of? You know, a lot of yeah. sea things that you'd find uh, on Barnacles. the rocks stone. Not, uh, you know, so that could be one of our tasks for the next day. Justin says... Uh, I could summon some servants to scrub every rock we can find to get rid of any plant life. Hmm. I think we could wise too. If we could make this tower devoid of plant life and stay off the roof, that would prevent them from using two things that I would use. And Bear just steps forward and um, comes over closer to Dresden and she says what do you think about a decoy? Perhaps uh, this same we idea. might perhaps we might lure them as one does with a rabbit or wolf. Oh, and... Couldn't agree more. Okay. We do know they are coming for bear jaw specifically. Like that's they want the all spark or something, or the the god spark. I, the all spark. They, that's true. They come. They come to kill her. 
Even Finn knows this. <laughs> um, the, the Finn. Finn will I'll, I'll have a few ways of drawing their attention. I will place illusion, of course. But I could also disguise myself as I did uh, in uh, High Mascar and make myself look like Bearjaw. It's possible. It you requires no concentration. Well, there'd be two of us. Draw half of them to you, half of them to me. Or we frankly, goes to I, focus I, I their attention. She would else. survive their attacks better than you. Mm. So, unless you wouldn't end the illusion. <laughs> that's true, but I'd have to concentrate on it then. So basically, I have illusions I can concentrate on. I also mm -hmm. have a disguise self, Ooh. which just lasts for an hour and doesn't require concentration. <clears throat> Mm. So I could also just look like another can you, bear trap. Can you use this fight is an important else? fight. You should be concentrating no matter what. <laughs> what? I think well, that's that. a technical term there, Bogrish. Can you use the disguise self on someone else? Nah. Damnation. That's why it's called disguise self, I think. Yeah, but you might say disguise yourself. Or his self. Disguise <laughs> a self. <laughs> Their self. <laughs> one self. This guy's one self. That still uh, all seems like the person, anyway. As it might. I would say that this is a, a bit of a unique fight. <laughs> uh, unique, because as long as, or for for most of the time I've been tromping around the countryside with you folks, I've been on the outnumbered side of things, which is not typically my preference. Here's a rare opportunity through. where we have numbers. And when we have numbers, we want to make sure we take advantage of those numbers. A confined space where everyone can, can, uh, can, can reach our foe and they can't separate and, and conquer is definitely in our interest. What Baron said about avoiding lightning from the sky and keeping the fight confined to a place where we can all take part in the slaughter makes a bit of sense to me. What if we did a bit of construction work on the floor just below where we fought the Kuatua? The ballistas are already there. Maybe we could, you know, point a couple in a convenient spot about the battlefield. Point them inward. Maybe deconstruct right. a few walls or something to open the place up a bit. He says, I am particularly interested in us refurbishing a ballista because I think that it would be wise for me to not rely on my abilities derived from the witch's power. So How much of your power is derived from the witch's power? Everything but my looks. Well, that's unfortunately. <laughs> I suppose that was derived from Ted, then. That's no good. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly. Uh, and, and Scrim says, <clears throat> but Ted put me behind a says, ballista. Did you guys say my name? Aye, we were talking poorly about you. Says, hey, hey, son. He just walks into the middle of the group uh, and says, Your dog out there, that's a great idea. Ch chicks love shit like that. Are you talking to me? Oil Ventures, no, he's not looking at him. Boy, is this someone else's uh, inky black dog? It's my dog. Don't touch my dog, all right? It's and then he dog. looks around the circle and says, You guys having a meeting? <laughs> What do you want, Ted? 
I, you know, uh, I've got uh, a lot of good uh, skills uh, for the upcoming uh, battle, so uh, you just call on me if you need anything. I'm not so much for the planning part of things, so I'm going to head back out and pet that dog some more. But uh, also, that fish guy's pretty amusing. And he just oh, walks out of the face. Whatever you're going to do with him, Justin. I love the idea that Ted takes the fishman under his wing and just, like, trains him to be a bro. <laughs> <laughs> Ted, do me a favor and write down on a piece of paper the things that you're good at, and we'll take that into account when we make the plan. How does that sound? What's oh, yeah, sure. You're you... leave when it counts anyway. You got a really, really long scroll? How about things specifically related to a fight? Oh, smaller scroll, then. You got a smaller scroll? <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll fix you up. And he's gone. Uh, says, to himself, speak of the fight, we are sending a Snowbane's gift away during this. Uh, am I correct? Keep it protected from them. Yes, I... I agree with that. Yes, I think no. keeping it away from them, even if it's protected a bit, I do worry it becoming a target. If there is some way we could use them as a... <clears throat> we can contact them. We have the speaking stones. I, oh, yeah. we, we may come to a situation. We need to prepare for the possibility that we are overwhelmed. And this can't be. If we, if we are, if we are outmatched here, this can't be the end of all this. We need someone to have the speaking stone and be ready to call them for them to come in for an immediate retreat. I'd well, rather have them doing that than trying to attack the septicemia. Well, uh, you're talking about, you know, you're wondering about your abilities. You want to hang on to it? I, I would carry that burden. But there, Jaw. Mm. If we have to run, we need to know that you'll come with us. Why? But why wouldn't she come with us? Is this your first day with Bearjaw? <laughs> I do not run easily, but I have in recent memory. It's all right. Just need your guarantee. And as long if as you don't come as the form no of a giant gorilla or something, you know I think this. we'll be fine. This will truly be a glorious battle, but the next may be greater if we are forced to flee. <laughs> We may be making an investment in future battles if you run with us if needed. I think is what Scrim is saying. The dividends are sure to pay off. Of course, the payback, the investments. <laughs> Keep this in mind, present Berja. It's all part of the plan. I see. So we, we officially have another long rest in front of us before the team may get here, is that right? Potentially. We yeah, don't know for sure, but... Can it... I, I can, I can, I can handle it. Oh, you're just looking at it. Okay, yeah. Just I was look looking out. at it. Yeah. Gotcha. Greg, is it? Sorry, say that again. Do we have another long rest in front of us before the septicemia get here? It was two days. Or no? Two, two days. Okay. I mean, yes. you don't know exactly okay. when. Like the witches said, in in a ten day. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's what I'm asking. Is, and yeah, even I thought that sure was a thing, week, or is so... it a not sure thing? 
It's not a sure thing. None of this is okay, a sure they thing. Said. Well, they, they could have been lying to Scrimcorn. That's true. I actually have a theory that the hands of Ao are the Septicemia in disguise, but you know. Ooh. Now okay, there's four anyways. of them and Ted. And Drewston <laughs> is going to get started. He says, uh, I'll get started clearing um, vegetation from the floor below and above uh, as much as I can and the floor itself. Uh, and then when we get closer, I'll uh, cast a protective spell uh, to, to guard us from transportation or planar travel. So that's what he's going to start doing. Uh, so, um, I'll, I'll help with that. I think cleansing this place of living plant matter is something I can help with and is very important. If our dwarven and, brothers, any motions to the cousins, were interested in refurbishing one of those ballistae, I'd be very grateful. Uh, and maybe uh, doing some reconstruction on the walls, knock down a few, maybe reinforce another one, arrange it to our liking down there. Agreed. And the vegetation you're talking about is just in the castle or on the island? In the castle. castle. Yeah. Uh, Drewson's basically just summoning his unseen servant a couple times, which does not summon different spirits. It's all that one elf cultist, just copies of him. Uh, And each time he summons him, you hear the... Um, and he just tells him, scrub every inch, every stone, uh, make sure there's nary a bit of lichen or, or, uh, uh, twiglet or sapling grown anywhere. This needs to be, uh, cleaner than me mother's own kitchen. Can the unseen servant say no? Nope. He can say no, but then he'll have to do it anyways. If he does, his soul is incinerated. It's really more of an unseen slave. The does, does he talk? This nope. He doesn't talk. Okay, just sighs. It says the unseen servant heavily sighs each time you command it. Wow. <laughs> <sighs> and oh, yeah, it is. Uh, it gets to work, uh, and it's a lot of work. Do you need concentration yep. to do that? Nope. Oh, God. It only lasts for 10 minutes, so he's casting it, but Drusen's also getting down his hands and knees and helping out, too. Right. Is it a cantrip? Uh, nope, but it's a ritual. Oh, I see. I see. Oh, it's a ritual, so you can you can chain cast it all day long. Yeah. 10 and minutes on, 10 minutes off. Chain cast yep. it all day long, you will do. Uh, it is a It is an arduous process to scrub every bit of living uh, material out of uh, a place that there has been no effort to do uh, such a thing in all the times prior. Are you trying to do all the floors or just the one floor? You're Although, wait, do any of our... Uh, does uh, Baron or Scrimcorn have access to the Blight spell? Light? Blight? Blight. B-L-I-G-H-T. Yes. Because that'll do this a lot faster. Blight. It is a... Uh... It's a high level spot thing, so I can I got a couple slots for it. Um, if we, I, I think that just kills vegetation in an area, doesn't it? Yeah, it's just a, a question of if we're able to have this conversation before we prepare our spells. I don't know if there's. Yeah, I, I assume uh, so. Yeah. Oilvane's going to help out. He's going to use one of his fire spells. Yeah, help burn away some of the vegetation too. 
And Greg, we are doing the floor uh, that we're going to fight on, the floor below and the floor above, but prioritizing the... So basically the roof... So the, the floor above is the roof, yeah. Yep. Where we fought the Kuatoa and the floor below. Yep. Yeah, Scrimble will bring along basically two casts of, of the spell Blight. Um, which is, yeah, there's it's uh, right. there's no saving throw. It just kills the plants. Kills the plants. So Scrimcorn and Drustin are working together on uh, on removing all living matter from uh, the area, trying to reduce the amount of fuel that the septicemia will have to fight. And oil, oil, oil vein, too. Oil vein is... He's helping to burn away the, the vegetation, too. Ted is uh, Ted is following uh, Oil Vein and Scrimcorn around as you guys do this. Mm. He is not contributing. He is, no. uh, but he is helpfully pointing out uh, all of the plant matter that he finds. And says, "Ah, oh, there's a there's another spot right here." Scrim lets <laughs> out a sigh that is identical to the unseen servants. Uh, <laughs> And gets to work on that bit. What's Baron doing? <sighs> Let's come back to Baron. What is Mock doing? Uh, Mock is... He's starting to work on the architecture. Uh, leaving the, the Ballista to uh, to Baron. He is taking a look at uh, like what of these walls are load-bearing... Um, what he would have to reinforce using maybe some like uh, a smattering of the paints, and th- the goal is to create a battlefield that most kind of I would say that that most uh, suits their needs. And here's where I had kind of have a, a question: Do you uh, want us to make explicit choices now about what that means in terms of overall battlefield layout, or is it something where? We do preparations and then maybe have an opportunity to dynamically say, hey, like those preparations we did, we'd like it to manifest in terms of like a nook that we can hide here or something like that. What, what, what makes sense here? I'd like to know what you're doing. Sure. Um, and you don't have to be extremely specific uh, about it. I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm trying to get a better idea of even the idea of what you're doing. Sure. So, uh, in terms of like the the benefits of, of of controlling the battlefield, you're creating space. Like, so you're you're creating open space where people can attack. That 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 you know, so they have access to fight. Um, you know, all three of these beings, you know, at once, and potentially create like some pinch points where we won't get flanked and surrounded by any of them. Um, perhaps even some places that we can hide, like take cover from. So creating, like, def- like we're literally creating, cl- like, clearing lines for for uh, to be able to 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 target people, especially for range attack, and creating defenses that can be you know retreated to or gone to uh, as as needed. Um, I know it's not an enormous space, but yeah. So because it's not an enormous space, I kind of don't see a way of doing that without drawing out what you're yeah what you're trying to do here i mean you only have so many ways to modify this in the time given uh and the the reason why i ask is because what mock might come up with in a day is a lot different than what i can come up with in a few minutes 
True. Um, true. But that's also a little bit the name of the game here. Um, the, so, totally. The, there's 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 a combination there, right? If okay. it makes yeah, sense, yeah. Um, I am. You know, for, for Mock to have a sort of thing, then that 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 can come up later. But but for now, I do want to be. You know, I want to. You know, what do you what are you changing? Because I, I don't see a lot of options here personally. So I'm. I was uh, thinking like knock sure. out some walls, make it more open, make it bigger. Yeah. If I, what what's Sam saying? Like making making it completely open, and then creating. Like, like clearing out like the beds, getting all the rough terrain. I'm thinking about machine gun nests, right? Like places that we can go to that are secure, easy to take cover, easy to hide behind, breaking line of sight and effect for spells, which is a clear concept, you know, that we we've engaged a lot of times. Um, even like thinking about like barriers that can be dynamically thrown up, like things that almost can be spring loaded, like you hit something and like something just comes up to block whatever a blast or this or that. These are just like physical physical contraptions and fortifications that might be used like implemented around the edge of an open space we lure them in the middle they're in the middle we're on the outside strength in numbers we pummel them from relative safety um is kind of what mock is thinking about loosely um if that makes some sense yeah um sketch it out at least but you don't have to be totally clear about what it is what the actual contraptions are but I, I'm, I'm getting the idea here yeah you know cool. bat battlefield um defenses essentially yeah i'm not going quite as deep scale. as home alone but i'm not not going there either yeah yeah so, i'm hearing it i'm hearing it <laughs> yeah you're hearing it okay yeah, imagine like uh can we like take out this wall like that wall's gone and like take out maybe we'll leave that little room there like take out that wall and like Take out that wall. Now this is much more open. We've got a little more space in here. Clear the beds. We could keep this little room and this little room, like the kitchen. That's got like maybe some holdout areas. All right, what do you think, Monk? I like it. I, I think the idea of clear of opening up the space is really good. Like as it stands, like getting caught in like whatever one of these hallways with a really nasty guy and not being able to like move or have someone else come to the aid is like a bad it would be would be like a really bad outcome yeah so exactly what you're saying of like creating this like creating this like we would we basically like even fix the doors here i guess even my feet like 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 securing these doors so it's just like yeah. one space so, um, so dude i want you to do it like sam's okay. got the tool you grab the tool too and and okay uh, i just making it about like it's gonna be a map you can that, change you know, the color on your paint if you hit the little color thingy yeah, yeah. i was wondering if you yeah, guys have a chance to turn this ballista around and face it inward although mm. greg said it's like a full day or days thing to fix the ballista i mean it's a day's yeah. thing to do this sort of you know reconstruction so you gotta you know that's why i'm getting what people are uh. doing during this time uh drewston overhears mock's plans and he stops scrubbing for a bit come up and say oh, did I hear you want to secure the doors how do I change the color of my paints again uh you hit the color at the end at the end the oh, there we go there we go Perfect. so Drewston does have that arcane lock spell yeah. that would make the doors magically locked very difficult <clears throat> to open to anyone who he doesn't name so you can name everyone in our group and then they'd be very difficult to open for anyone else. They'd be basically locked to anyone else. 
So that is an option. It is a second level spell that's not a ritual, so it would mean that if the Septicemia attacked before our next long rest, he would have fewer spells to cast. But if that is something that Mach wants, he can provide. Yeah, it's, it's, I think he would he would for sure take your advice on whether or not that would be more functional. Um, it, it sounds like it would be definitely quicker. Would it be would it be more functional than like, yeah, just like hammering hammering it shut with like nails? Well, uh, it would allow kinda... us to open it up and the septicemia to not. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You just mentioned so that. why don't we choose? Uh, a yeah, lock. that sounds cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's choose a, a a couple doors to to lock magically and others to simply barricade. If you're wanting to, we probably can't get all the ballistas working. But what if we want like one of the ones over here on the left, and just took out this wall in the middle here. Like right about from there to there. So this is all still yeah. wall, and that's still wall here. But then you could shoot in from like maybe here, and that would get you. You'd you'd have good line to most of the room. This little box is here, and I kind of like this little box. I don't know. That seems plus it seems like there's gonna be some load bearing elements, right, <laughs> to keep up the floor above. It would seem that we could we could we could do something with paints there. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, probably probably leave the box. Um, I just took out that this uh, this door. I think it looks like that these are all connected behind these doors, right? This is an, a, a yeah, separated space, right? Those are space, like ballista right? rooms. This is a big ballista room. This is a big yeah. ballista room. I figure we can't really get more than one ballista functioning. Like, yeah, we'll be yeah. lucky if we get one of these things. So we probably uh, can just leave this like locked, knock yeah. this whole wall out, and then it's and you point it inward, and they can pivot left and right. So it's got a big aim of fire going into the room. Here, yeah, I'm about that. And then um, let's do um, two magic doors. Uh, right here and here that only our group can open. And that way this can be kind of a safe zone that people could retreat to if needed out of the way. I like that. Little bunker. You should probably like hold tab while you're trying to indicate an area because there's a lot of people waving their hands around. Finger, uh, that's true. It's hard to see the color of your eraser. I'm gonna put a green dot next to the magic doors okay the dots tend to be huge let's see what it yeah looks like. that's why not over but next to okay here you want a, a lock I'll, I'll give you a lock icon sure Ooh. Ooh. Ooh and we'll have a toilet uh, i'll take that going you guys keep uh you guys keep planning and 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 deciding here okay, okay so Drew's what's the markings down. on this one for what are we doing over here on this right Ooh. side um, I, 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 I marked over one door, and we have two doors left that we can leave as arcane doors. Well, okay. the, this whole area is one big room, right? Right, exactly. So if we're exactly. moving walls, then that is... Well, we were talking about leaving this wall, not, not oh, removing okay. it. Um, but nice. So this could be a, a, another area to retreat to. And we could even call this a, a place to escape, since this kind of just goes off into... We could just go into a room... We could even leave oh, ropes no, no, hanging no. down over the edge. This is a balcony. Look at this. Oh, uh -oh. hang on. Oh boy. So the Sorry. one that I just marked. No. The one I just marked. Give the game a, a balcony. moment. Oh god. Give it a quick sec, Dan. I can't. I can't see what you're indicating. Yeah, hang on. Everyone. Everyone needs to reload. Give Give everyone a few seconds, especially. Yeah. Uh, Eric and Kevin. 
Yeah, yeah. I think this is the. What were you talking about, Dan? Okay. Um, I'm waiting for it to finish. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm back. I'm back. You can see the percentages in the top right. Wait until everyone's at 100. percent So that. Oh, uh, Captain Chocula, 99. There, we go. there you go. That's weird. Sorry, I pressed okay. Control Z by muscle memory to undo, and but that's a very yeah. heavy operation on a big board like this. Um, yeah. So this right here, this this little bunker we made, this oh, this opens out right. to the window. So that's not I think safe. if things go real bad, I think that we oh, come out here, and this is where we catch the the gift. I, th I think true. we could. I think that makes sense, but also just having ropes over the edge on on in yeah. this ballista area too, and there like An fifty foot ropes is easy. Approach, yeah, right. So like having these doors, ropes, like you can go ropes here and coiled to throw out. Coil. Exactly, exactly. And so perfect for enemies to see just by climbing up the ropes at night. <laughs> like yeah, like Sam said, to, to be thrown. Yeah. Um, is that yeah. arcane lock obvious enough? Where is it at? No, oh, I see it. It's got to be brighter. I can see it now that it's there. Yeah, you make it Warriors. yellow. If I you can't it yellow, its it would be color easily. Oh. I think that's good. Yeah, we'll we'll know we know where once, to look. Once basically. I'm aware that it's there at once, that's fine. Um, but we yeah, basically, type, I'm gonna tell. I'll fix it. Uh, uh, Grumbar, that when things go haywire, be like so we don't have to describe where we're gonna go. This is the uh, extraction point. So uh, to this balcony. And you have an issue with Mock just walling this off right here, creating no hallway right here. Market. Uh, we're at. Do a tab, hit a tab button. Yeah, we don't want them to be able to go into a place where, like, we lure in and it's just like one on one. I, I don't know where you're indicating. Yeah. Tab oh, sorry. Just once where you're. Yeah, you need to hold tab and, and wave your hand around so we can see your line. Hold tab. Mm. The tab I makes a little pointy that. arrow thing. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, there we go. go. Okay. That's if you do okay. it once, but if you hold it down, it does a big line, which is oftentimes. Okay, so you want to block off that hallway. Yeah, this hallway gone. Uh, like awesome, love it. We want to make this, sure we're these not. These stairways, if I recall, were were dead stairways. These were all blocked, okay. right? The ones on so the. I'm just gonna draw gray. I'm just gonna draw gray across here. Side. Gray across here, real quick. Wait, Greg, okay. can you can you confirm that were these blocked off? Yes. All the way down. Yes. Can we do a dark gray and for that? Just because that they're collapsed. Color for open. Yeah, let's get a thing on the board. Oh, um, so yeah, Eric, I this, can I can work on that. This drawing right here, this I don't think this necessarily. This thing is blocked off. So do you still? Right, but I'm off? saying I, I don't want the hallway. I don't want them to like oh, go down here and then like shoot from here and like oh we got to go get them and then now we're even, even in the small space here. Want to make sense. sure it's all open areas with a lot of access. Even this here, I'd like gotcha. to, even this right here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fill this in. Scrimcorn's gonna ask the hands of Ao if any of them have uh, siege weapon engineering knowledge. Um, to see if they would have the time. Basically, if the dwarves doing this uh, renovating, you can see if the hands of Ao could maybe uh, refurbish one of these ballistas. Uh, Bogrush steps forward and says, "I do the construction." Says, "But this is human make." Says. Could use assistance. I think we could get it done. As if the final product was of an orcish variety, I would not um, be offended. Baron is more than capable of handling the masonry work. He's proficient in masonry. Um, awesome. Just with the walls and whatever. So if you want to work with on the ballista with Bogrush, Mox, that yeah. would make sense wow. to me. That, that, that's a better call. I was thinking the other way around. Okay. Good call. Mox's like, all right, Bogrush. Uh, grab your wrenches at it. Let's let's get let's get it done. He nods. 
he grabs his uh, tools from his bag uh, back on the ship, and he's uh, he's getting getting with Mock on that. That will take the whole time for sure. Okay. But you know, you, you, Mock yeah. and, and Baron and everyone have been have been down here talking about the sort of how to do the construction. Perhaps uh, you know, grabbing some ink and and marking walls with uh, with X's to destroy and uh, putting yeah. a little symbol on the doors to lock. Yeah, I've seen Ferngully. Uh, that is kind of what I was going for. <laughs> nice. So happy. Uh, okay, so I marked um, right here. I marked one of the ballistics. I feel like that one's going to have a pretty good, a pretty good shot of. Okay. The area that we're talking about. Someone call out if you feel like this is not the, the best. Oh, the purple one. No. Yeah, I like the yeah. purple one. Purple one's. I like good. that. Yeah. It is good. immediately adjacent to the stairwell yes uh but they uh oh right maybe the other corner then i, I like your idea of a corner for sure like that one yeah less of a well actually, uh, no, in, in that back hallway that's pretty good that no, you're right you're right let's do that one. because this this uh, wall over this this area here is going to block some of your line of sight but if you went to like this one that would be a pretty good one you can get rid of that. Uh, but but you could by by having the, the person I'm firing in, in in a corner. Yeah. Like it provides I, the it provides the operator some defense. I and we like could that. even yeah. We could even like we could even like again create additional oh, blockage. Another one. I tried that yeah. clicking. I I agree with current purple. Mm, so Drewston takes out something you guys haven't seen in a while, and it's the skeleton key that got created out of a spell scroll container in Kundrakar. And he walks up to one of the doors and he pulls out this bone white key and suddenly it starts morphing into other keys and as it does so you hear the scrambling as if of a lock. And this little magical lock appears on the door. You see it shifts around between like all the locks that exist in the world and settles on one. And then he goes to the next and does the same. He goes to the next and does the same. And it creates all these kind of uh, uh, magical, completely randomized locks. It's a sampling from every lock in the world. Cool. That's pretty awesome. Uh, so which great. doors are locked? Actually, you can use the decal tool. I believe oh. if you open decal on the left side, do you see the uh -huh, arcane locks yes. in there? Yeah, so I'll click the yellow that. one. It's a stamp. Yep. And you can push Q before you stamp to change it. Oh, so yeah. I kind of like did it Excellent. across the door like that. Excellent. I'll take care of that. Yeah. So we can import things like that if you need. Just let me know. So the cast in those places, I feel like that's all that's needed, especially for black. Other yeah, hallways. that seems reasonable. Oh, I see. So the um, north, the north ballista room is is a is a locked up room. Yeah. Uh, he can leave it open for his allies, so it just opens as normal. But for enemies, uh, the DC to unlock or break it open is increased by 10, is how it works. Nice. Okay, and what's uh, this thing here? Uh, the black here, I'll, I'll make that darker. I think that's... Um... Let me go... Simple. Well, you can also answer with your words. I still don't know. Sorry. Yeah, it's um, it's uh, it's just he walled that area out. Oh, oh, I see. It's a, it's a, it's blocked off. It's a wall. Yes. Yes. Yeah, for Great. the stairways. Is the music I did this. still on? No. 
The music stopped. Thank you. <laughs> I knew something was wrong. It stopped when you did Control Z, I think. You're right. You're right. Something did feel off. <laughs> oh, is the purple a ballista? <laughs> the purple arrow? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. The black is not very black. That's fine. Oh, I did black over here? Yeah, that one worked. I was just trying to select it on my thingy. It's, I mean, you go bottom left. Oh, gotcha. You made it. You, can, you did you change with the black, didn't you? There we go. There, right. that's walled off, and that's walled off. Let's start. Right, I feel like between using the arcane lock and then using his unseen servant himself to scrub all the floors or the three floors, that is Drusen's basically whole day. Yeah, uh, I I agree. So the day is spent preparing the battlefield, and also taking all those beds and heaving them out that window. <laughs> oh really? Which window? Oh yeah, the one uh, the one that's the big balcony here that leaves that leads oh, out there. So that's good. that, right that will fall down and destroy the bridge down below. Yes. <laughs> I mean, two words with one stone. All right. Oh. So awesome. Bulger says, "Nice." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So work as. Uh, oh, did we lose the feed? Hang on. Give me one second here. In which case, I'm gonna wipe out these beds. Get them gone. We want a clean slate and no plant material. No plant material. I think that's gonna be nice. I'm gonna bring along. It's showing okay movement. for me. Oh, my dinner is ready. I will. I will. I will strive to din -din. eat this while other people Ooh, uh, are talking. Din -dins for your nice, bare, boring stone, like a good dwarf likes. <laughs> mm, yeah, good, mm. clean field of empty stonework. <laughs> I Beautiful am. I am simplicity. blown away how able we are to make like these understandable like huge modification you couldn't do that in a in a with a real map even if it was laminated like trying to mark all the stuff that's not there or fill in with gray would just be not possible careful but with that eraser because cool. it'll er erase the whole line yeah erases are dangerous in um, real life too okay so as i was saying uh okay so the stream dropped for just a moment but it seems like it is back now thanks guys um so the day is spent uh, beginning the renovations uh, for this place. Both the significant, there are three sort of significant efforts going on at once here. The the masonry work to uh, remodel this place, the major construction, removing walls, adding some walls where you want them, or at least barricades, uh, is one. A second one is the attempts to uh, get a ballista back into working order. It becomes immediately clear that cannibalizing the parts from uh, the other ballistas is the way to get started here. Uh, and work progresses on uh, on that between mostly Bogrush and Mock. But that is the, the particular place where Aurora is, uh, is lending a lot of assistance as well. Um, she particularly... Yeah. 
delights in going over the broken ballistas and extracting uh, parts and working bits of hardware and things that can that can be of use. And she brings it over and she gets all of that stuff organized for mm. Mock and Bogrush, who Ooh, uh, laying it out like a surgeon's assistant. Yeah, exactly. Like like laying these things out so that when you need, you know, like oh, do we have you know a bolt that's uh, you know this many. Uh, th- this long, like she's like, here it is, um, and like pulling like a rusted old right? bolt off of like a a broken piece of equipment in a way that it could be reused. That's tough, and like every five bolts she tries to remove, probably three break. So yeah, there's a lot of work going on. Like she's probably doing a lot more of the manual work involved in this. Yeah, the uh, the, the ripping things apart, and yeah, like you're right, from things that are so old, it just doesn't want to come apart. Uh, yeah. There is there is not an insignificant uh, amount of use of shatter spike in the uh, <laughs> in this in this business, as you see her experimenting with you know sort of like wedging the blade into like a piece and then just stabbing it in quickly as there's uh, as you hear the splintering of wood and almost a small explosion taking place and she's able to rip apart off and then extract out the thing she was trying to get. Shatter spike, the multi-tool. <laughs> um, and then thirdly was the uh, the removal of uh, all of the plant matter. Um, and it does indeed it does indeed take all day um, to do these three things together. The masonry work is uh, not complete at the end of the day, but uh, but pretty far along. And although you could just work into the night and get it done, but uh, into the night. progress is moving um, progress is moving pretty quick. As all of these all of these things are happening, Grumbar and Essen, uh, as well as uh, as well as Edith, are all working on the balloon up top, um, tuning it up. Some of the there was some uh, um, additional minor damages caused by the uh, teleportation as they as they work towards getting it in tip top shape. Because if it is to be an escape vehicle, uh, if things go very poorly. It would need to be in uh, in the best shape, shape of its life, its short life so far. Uh, and uh, then go ahead. that evening, Drewston is going well, to... Oh, well, hang on, hang on. Not before oh, the okay. evening. Uh, Kalen, I didn't hear what Bearjaw is up to with all of this. Well... Bearjaw is a little bit restless. Um, she's not really settling on any one thing uh kind of everybody sees her for a little bit like she kind of shows up and checks on fishmen and ted and you know making sure like no fishy business happening there and too fishy it not too fishy just fishy enough uh and then you know is kind of shadowing Tristan a little bit and like not really trying to she's not trying to get in his way at all but she's definitely like obviously present kind of watching what he's doing and maybe a couple times see like her like try to be like oh well what about uh, uh, okay you're doing a good job and then you know kind of wanders off and uh similarly with the ballistas and the the architecture work you know she's there she's kind of she moves things around a little bit but it's kind of like rearranging things on on a table for her she just kind of like 
seems like she's doing it to have something to do. Well, we could definitely use you for some of the breaking of things as well. Sure. Yeah, and she's all in on that, but you know, that's that's quick work. It is quick work. You know, it doesn't take long to break everything in there with bear jaw Just and shatter. Destroy this mundane wall with my amazing hammer. My, my... Sure. Okay. Then, <laughs> then what? <laughs> I mean, you know, but it's 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 uh. I mean, Baron definitely calls on you for a lot of the manual labor of lifting and carrying and hauling. There's a lot of stone that needs to be moved from one yeah, place and, to another. And I would say in that she finds the the most focus. Definitely. Well, it's also hard when you try to throw the stone off the wall farther every time. You know, it just requires mm -hmm. more effort. Yeah. Self-competition. -comp yeah, and Goliaths are really good at self-competition the best but she doesn't seem to be like super enthusiastic about it you know like not like yeah hooray look at everyone are you look at me like she she kind of understands at least like uh, on a visual level like when you see her she's not um super jovial but also she's not uh, especially somber it's kind of like this middle ground of like focus but that doing energy dishes. is kind of everywhere. Yeah, it's like doing dishes. And as you're, um, as you're halfway, you know, as you, you've been doing this for a couple of hours, Valden uh, walks up to Butters. I'm gonna get you. Dog really wants to be fed, uh, which I'll go to in a moment. Um, the Valden walks up to walks up to Bearjaw and says, "I'm gonna go on a walk in the wilderness. Want to come?" Bearjaw's eyes narrow. <laughs> she attempts to suss out this drow's intentions. She uh, she shrugs. Oh, oh no! So she's trying. She's trying to suss it out. And uh, when when there is a when there is a hesitation. Uh, oh my god! The butters is very distracting. Get over One here. One second. Give me that tribe. Stop it. Did you say give me that tribe? Yeah, he, that's, what, that's, that's right. What he that's what Butter's saying. That's All what right. Valden says. As uh, as there is a hesitation, Valden <laughs> Valden sees this. Tribe. Valden sees this in in Bearjaw, and uh, she says it would be good to understand the landscape of the area below in case the fight moves there. And Bearjaw says, "I do not know you. I have not fought with you. Not enough." She Wouldn't you be more likely to invite Orlevain? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. She says, uh, best, wi best wingman ever. <laughs> <laughs> she says, I've been spending a lot of time with him, looking for a change. <gasps> and Maybe you go talk to Ted then. <laughs> and she shrugs and says, that's fine. And she walks off. Wow. So you're not going with her? No. Bearjaw watches her leave, like, squinty-eyed. She's not sure she likes that one. Um, a little too wily. little too wily. She's seen wily types before. Never right. goes well. Kevin, you were gonna do something in the evening. Valden returns just before the uh, just before the sun sets. 
Yeah, uh, Jerusalem is going to be casting uh, Morden Caden's Private Sanctum, which is going to last 24 hours. And he's casting it so that it really encompasses the uh, floor below them, the roof, uh, basically centered on the floor below where they're going to have the battle, but it's a hundred foot cube. So however much above and below that versus above. Um, and what happens is he takes out uh, Zolmar's hourglass. Or is that it? Or I think it was the broken chronometer. There's a chronometer that they have. It's crazy time tracking device. And he kind of winds it with his hand. And I imagine almost one of those like mechanical planet things that you always see in like wizard's labs. Oh, like an astrolabe yeah, or whatever it is? Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, it's one of those things. I wouldn't have known the name, but I knew exactly. I could picture like it. Shifting around, and then you see kind of phantom images of the whole group moving around, and you realize it's what everyone's been doing for the last day, but kind of sped up. And then it goes backwards, and then backwards and forwards, and backwards and forwards, and they start going so fast that it creates almost this kind of... Uh, streaks of light around them that expands outwards and the whole group's kind of uh, uh, bond together forms this invisible cube of force that will keep them protected. So for the next 24 hours, no one can teleport into that cube and no one can uh, planar travel into the cube. Amazing. So they can't, wait, say it again. They can't teleport in. So you can teleport within travel. But you cannot teleport into or out of And you cannot planar travel within the warded cube. Gotcha. Uh, That means even you guys. Even us. So we can teleport around within it, but we couldn't travel. So no planar travel means some of Scrimcorn's summoning is... And and some of the Brickstone... Um, it doesn't use that term. Yeah, it's interesting, but when you summon fey creatures, don't they summon from the fey wild? Uh, I'm assuming it's blocking things. I think if it wanted to block conjuring, it would specifically say You're right, conjuring is is like kind of its own thing. You summon fey creatures that appear in unoccupied spaces, yeah. I mean, it's a conjuration spell. No, that makes sense. We've all agreed that it does not block scrimcorn and scrimcorn-like summoning. Scrum summons. Scrummons. Uh, and I what need to Robotrick feed the dog or he will not stop. So you Robotrick guys keep going. opens an extra dimensional space. And it is canon now that Valden uh, is the dark elf. Yeah. She refers to Oil Vein as one hot bowl of tripe. <laughs> one hot bowl of tripe. <laughs> What's the name I of that mean, spell? Breakstone? Tripe. Morden Kynan's private saint. Tall glass of tripe. Uh, Mock, in the process of building and, you know, repairing and strategizing, approaches uh, approaches Scrim and uh, inquires as to, I'll just say in character, hey, Scrim, I'm meaning to check in on you, with you. How much of that... uh, Acid? Did you end up stockpiling from the the green dragon? And the uh, yeah, I know you've been adding little stores from the uh, from the jar every so often when we're not drinking booze and mayonnaise and honey. 
Uh, what, what, what's the acid count these days? I've been waiting to use this for quite some time. <laughs> I wrote it down in I my think notes. It's time. Right mm. next to, I now have a baby? Question mark. And <laughs> what? I know the Goliath dialect of Druidic. Um, hmm. One week of acid. I, I recorded that I guaranteed have at least one week's worth of acid production from the jug, but the key is that I had a... I basically had one black dragon's worth of wings of hide uh, that... You had, I remember you saying that. you wanted to stockpile this, yeah. and we like Bearja loves her honey... I love my mm-hmm. booze. When people aren't doing stuff with that, and I'm saying like trickles a everyone gets their turn. So, so like, basically, so it's how not, much so have you put aside? I, I definitely would have got as much acid as the reservoir would hold. I mean, I mean, as as this leather bag would hold. What I'm saying is the size of the bag is uh, the hide taken from a black dragon's. What I could have done in that. Well, and also, sense. are you running around hauling a five gallon jug of liquid? Um, of course I'm not. Bear Jaws. <laughs> yes, yes, that is that is right. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, how how big how how big is that bag? Have you like have you yeah. emptied? Have you created a store of acid? Much like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how extreme of, the, of an interest this was. I'm curious I to mean, establish that. It, it was that. very. It, it was important to me because it was a big. It was a big. Uh, uh, kill and like I spent my time after we like dealt with that like not grabbing the the treasure and stuff like that I was like I specifically like I have a on my list here I have a whole bunch of acid proof dragon hide so basically I it's however much acid that would hold I would I would say so I want to check with Greg what he yeah I, I'm gonna help you out here the point is he spent narrative and mechanical time getting enough acid for it to matter when it would matter it matters now so you have enough for it that it matters for a, what a are trend. you trying to do yeah says i got a lot mock says well i've always been wondering what you've been saving it for i don't know if it was something perhaps valuable reagent or something mm. maybe good for use against says, druids what uh what do you think because i was waiting for the right door to prop a bucket of it, bucket of it on top of this is probably the time for that. I so, think so too. Which entrance do we want to? Which which entrance do we want to rig it on top of? This is the lowest tech trap I could probably, probably do it myself with my survival. We my could skills picked th- up in the wilderness. We could throw it at them or drop a bucket, as you said. Hmm. But uh, I'm inclined to do something, perhaps even a little bit more. Mm, integrated. Uh, what if we create an acid pit and uh, have pu- push them into that pool? I think a pit of acid is a phenomenal idea. <laughs> uh, yes. Like Mock has been explaining, the idea is we we own the perimeter with our backs to the walls, and we get them in the middle of just like a fucking crossfire. And if we could put beneath them somehow a pit of a few squares of acid, well, damn, wouldn't that be nice? I mean, mm. yeah, do we just like break? Yeah, like break I some mean, of the floor in one of this area, and basically the yeah. floor below put build a little floor on top, like a, make like it a bathtub of acid. 
illusion, put a rug over it. Like, I mean, there's a lot of ways to do this, man. Yeah, I've seen Swiss Family <laughs> Robinson. Yeah, damn straight. Um, I love it. Yeah, do we have the... I mean, we have really the most important resource for it. Yeah. So where do, where do you want to put it tactically? But what are you going to put the acid in? Uh, like, I mean... An acid-proof bathtub, obviously. I mean, yeah, I mean, we line it with the black dragon skin. I better say, I mean, I, I've got oh, a whole bunch go. of acid-proof dragon hide. Yeah, black dragon hide. I, I, so yeah, at least those are the walls of the pool. So, uh, <clears throat> what kind of what kind of time and or check would this take, Greg? Well, you've used up the day. This is the all at the end of the day you guys are talking about. Okay. Yeah. Accomplishing most of what you guys set out to do. Tomorrow is a risk. Well, are you going to work day. through the night to try to get more stuff done? Or are you going to save it, be freshly rested tomorrow, and hope that you have some days, daytime tomorrow to do it? Baron Mock plans is working to sleep through the tonight. Fog is working through the night. Definitely. Yeah, Tristan needs to prioritize sleep so he can cast more spells. Scrim will work through the night. So as as the night as the night grows dark and cold, most people need their sleep. Uh, for the day of the battle is uncertain, and tomorrow is within the timeline that it could be. But some forego the uh forego the sleep in the uh potential night before the battle to continue uh continue preparing defenses in various ways three of the hands of ao as well as ted all go to sleep but valden oh nice uh no 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 hang on uh gloam she's she's nocturnal but gloam mm -hmm. gloam the half dwarf oh yes he uh yes after you guys are planning this my over, over supper, um, as everyone is in the uh, in the airship uh, eating, actually it's probably a combination. The airship's a little cramped with that many people. It's probably a combination of people in the airship and people on the roof, uh, just like looking over the edge, over the the to the great sea below. And uh, when Mock and Scrimcorn are done and get up to go with the acid plan, Gloam uh, Gloam says, "I'll come with." Ah. He says, I won't Appreciate be able to that. sleep an hour tonight anyway. He says, hi. Same well, let's, let's get to it. What, uh, right. Is anyone else foregoing a healthy I, night's I, I, rest? I, 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 I will say, I have this idea that Gloam, from like an exotic place like he is, is somehow well-versed at working with exotic animal skins. And somehow he's like the master sealer on this tub. Oh. He is immediately, as soon as Scrimcorn pulls out the hides, Gloam's eyes go wide, and he says, he says, Oh, you have, you have black dragon hide. He says, looks like a young dragon, uh, maybe even an adolescent. It put up a hell of a fight when we, uh, I can't phrase it in a cool way. When we killed it. Took it down <laughs> yourself. Impressive. He says, this is in good condition, too. A skilled hand extracted it. A little bit of a rush job around some of these edges, but uh, this will be more than adequate. Ugh. 
Lucky you have this experience. That was the one concern I had. I was simply gonna throw it in the bottom and hope it didn't leak. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Well met, Gloom. Just oh, well, that might work a little bit, but uh, uh, but you'd lose so much of this precious material through the the the, the cracks. He says, and it's not just the skill you need. And uh, he plops down his pack and he pulls Ooh. out uh, uh, he pulls out like a canister. And he says, uh, says, you've got to have the right paste. And he sticks his finger into it and pulls out this goopy bit and starts sort of rubbing it along one of the edges of some of the black dragon hide. And then he takes another piece and sort of puts it on like as if it's a glue. And he says, he says, specially formulated, uh, uh, or I said, my own special formula. He says, won't let a single drop through. And he says, and can oh. hold up to the, to, the, uh, to the strongest acid. You've got to let me trade for a vial of that before we uh, part ways. He says, oh, for sure. I've got my eye on a couple of your things. <laughs> now he's now Mox excited. Good trading afoot. Uh, who else is foregoing sleep to prepare? Perfect. It's none others. We got this. Hmm. All right. Mock, Scrimcorn, and Gloam are working through the night. Others are, you know, setting up watch up, uh, up top, but but working through the night. Um, of course, that means as the night goes on and on and on, this is some significant uh, uh, sort of masonry work and handling of dangerous chemicals and such. This is a, this is a tricky thing to do. Um, yeah. And... But what you're going to need to roll now is... Oh, what is the role? Exhaustion? That's what we were doing back in the day. Well, it's for exhaustion, but that's not a role. Um, exhaustion is the, is the effect. Yeah. I th- oh, yes. Constitution saving throw. I am pretty sure you are correct. That is what I'm looking for. Hey, did that, someone lose it. their cone? Oh, no. I accidentally made a big mark on the board. Oh, well. That's going to mess it up. Uh, who has the right? Oh, yeah. That's what I thought. The beds are back. The beds are back. Okay, Some sorry, of the beds guys. have regrown. It's okay. Oh no. Quick, over the side. <laughs> Again. Gotta get the right um, color. Anyway, yeah. so, uh, so yeah, uh, time for a constitution saving throw. Uh, let me go and uh, let's go to the mechanics for this one. Five E. I don't remember the exhaustion. Uh, Mechanique. I'm checking it right now. Exhaustion. Okay, here is the description of exhaustion. Um. Oh. I thought I'd be able to find this uh, super, super fast. If you look up the rules of resting. Yeah. Maybe. Okay, here we go. I was resting from the player's handbook. Oh, there's exhaustion for forced march. That's kind of that idea. Yeah. Yeah, we'll call it a forced march. Uh, it's going to take you're going to work all through the night as long as it takes. As long yeah. as it takes. All right. So if we go by the rules of forced march, which is pretty close, 
Um, the DC is 10 plus one for each hour past uh, eight hours of, of forced march. Uh, so we'll go DC plus one for each hour of working through the night. Uh, I'm going to essentially call this uh, six hours of working through the night. So Constitution DC 16. Oh boy. I don't have any special stuff to add to this because guidance is only for ability checks, not saving throws. I mean, it's like, okay, could you work, like do heavy work very well through the whole night and not be affected the next day? Don't forget inspiration, Ma. I know I couldn't. Uh, Definitely not Dan Law. (laughs) I will definitely use my inspiration. No, not you, Kaelin. Bear Jaw is sleeping. No, I didn't. I never said I was sleeping. Okay, so I asked, I asked, who is working through the night? And nobody answered. So let's. I'm going to ask it again. I heard you say, who is going to sleep to get a good night's rest? Uh, no, I'm <laughs> did asking. Did not say that? I did not say that. Uh, Baron so, is sleeping. Okay, uh, I heard the opposite. So now, I, it's fine, it's fine. I'll ask again, just in case there's anyone else. Who is working through the night instead of sleeping? I Mark. am not sleeping. All right. Uh, what is Bearjaw up to? Uh, so I know Mock, Scrimcorn, and uh, Gloam are Hello. working on the uh, acid pit. What is Bearjaw doing? She is carving her name into several stones in this place to to like get it right, and then she sits down and is just focusing on the horizon through the giant looking glass thing so she is just she is just staying like intentionally not sleeping is that the idea or is it she can't sleep or what's uh... she can't she can't sleep all right if it matters to you mm-hmm. it matters for the story I see. um okay the okay let's get constitution saving throws for all of them i'm gonna do something again with uh bear jaw in a moment can okay uh, can Eric roll his, then we roll the inspiration die so I have a chance to use it on my roll? <laughs> Simultaneous. That work? Ro- nah, go ahead and do it. Wooden ball remove. I <laughs> did not make my save. <laughs> Ten. Damn. That's a onesie doodle. That's a onesie doodle. Didn't get a I one. I, got, I think I got re-roll mine. What did you... It went, it went wonky. Okay, so we, we made a rule for that. It's fine, though, but... Uh, we trust tabletop simulators um, re- die results. So you mouse over oh, yeah. okay. whatever it says that's, is what it that's says. That's fine then. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care then. That way we don't worry because um, it gets they can get um, they can get cocked on one side all the time on on this board. Yeah, Look, cocking yeah, going. Yeah, show. Uh, so mock and scrimcorn both failed. What about yeah. Bearjaw? I got an eleven. An eleven. That's with your bonus. Yep. Okay, that is a failure as well. So all three of you suffer one point of exhaustion. That is disadvantage on ability checks. Mm-hmm. That's not great. Uh, is there a place to put that Wait, aside from notes? Wait, that's not Yeah. Is there a place to put that on the character sheet aside from notes? There is, actually. Uh, hang on, Isn't let's there... get... Uh, oh, yeah, you have an answer, Sam? Yes, there is. It's under the... Um, let me, hang on. Yeah, there's a status area. Yeah. Where's that status uh, area? Conditions. It's conditions on mobile. Underneath your conditions. You hit that. Ah. It has a whole bunch of things you can check. Ah. Yes or no. And then it has exhaustion at the bottom. How many levels? Bonk. Boink. Oh, that's cool. Oh, wait. Yeah. It doesn't let me do and it also tells you what all those conditions do. Exhaustion that's one. It says, ah. 
Huh. I don't. Maybe wait. it does. Where I can't you click, click on it. it. If you click on exhaustion, yeah, then it tells you everything about exhaustion. Oh, yeah, and yeah, there's a drop down. Thing. Oh, I see. And then you have to go down here. Nope. Can't seem and to this, click that either. This is good to track all the other stuff. Paralyzed. So someone walk. Poison. Someone walk Kalen through where to <clears throat> click on. Oh, the you desktop know. Version. No, don't. Don't oh. bother. I wasn't signed in. Ah, so you're a so, read only. So Kalen, so Kalen, when you lo- when you're looking at this street, Dan, first you have to sign in. Keep talking. I'll throw Scrimcorn off this <laughs> roof. <gasps> no, no, where is he? <laughs> protect him! Protect oh. him! As Bearjaw is watching the horizon, nervously, nervously, would you call it nervously? No, pensively. Pensively. Contermined. Uh, yes, confused yet determined, like Concerned. <laughs> Pensively carving her name into uh, into all sorts of stones here on the roof. Over here. When Gloam comes up to uh, grab some supplies at one point, Gloam is looking. Gloam is looking tired, but but in comparison to the way you saw him arrive at the uh, at the place after he had for like seven days been uh, using all of his magical efforts towards uh, keeping these uh, magic steeds up. He's actually looking pretty good. Um, hmm. I'm trying to find Gloam. Here's Gloam. Gloam walks over to Bearjaw, seeing her at the at the edge of the tower, and he says, So, you're the one they're coming for, huh? Or something within me. How are you feeling? Sure. How am I feeling? I am feeling confused. I do not know what death means anymore. If I die now, it will be perhaps another life, perhaps not. I do not know what the witches intend. That's the big question, isn't it, huh? There are many big questions. And he takes a seat. Next to Bearjaw, if she stays there. She does. And he stares out over the horizon in silence with her for a while. And then, after several minutes pass, he stands up and he says, Well, we're all here to protect you. No, no. we are all here to protect something bigger. And, uh... He stops and he smiles. And he says, uh, he says, true. True. I think this might be bigger than any of us know. You would know better than I, given who you He just sort of, he just sort of does a, a one elbow shrug at this. And he says, people often look to the paladins and the clerics for having all of the answers but I think we're just the ones trying to make people feel better we're just as confused as everyone else I appreciate the honesty in your answer and that makes me trust you even more he says that'll be important tomorrow or whenever or whenever (laughs) he said and uh, he just walks away to go continue getting his supplies Again. Nods to him as he leaves. Turns back to the horizon. Awesome. Takes a deep swig of honey. 
It's cold. It's a cold and wet morning. Before we go to morning. Oh, before we go to morning. Inspiration die roll. Oh, yes. Oh, inspiration die roll. Uh, uh, I guess that's on me, huh? Okay, D6. That would be. Now, whatever. Kevin Kaw is still number one clockwise. I'm going yeah, to claim a random be, person yeah. is supposed to get it. I mean, we're going to keep tradition. I really try to fling it. Greg, that's not who it goes to. That's Beer Jaw. Beer Jaw. Rip. Beerja, you have accept this gem. The conch. diamond. The diamond is yours. Huzzah for me! Hooray for me! It's unclear when exactly you can expect the Septicemia to arrive. For the words of the witches, as spoken to Scrimcorn and communicated to the group, is of questionable spe- specific Spec- accuracy. Specificity. Specificity. No, Scrim would never say it that way. But by the count, today, perhaps the end of the day, if we're talking specific number of hours, would be the day it could happen. Could be tomorrow, could be next week. It's wet and dewy in the morning. The sea, the sea breeze carries uh, plenty of. Would it be a saltwater lake? I don't don't think so. So not okay, salt. That's, that's a, like, no, that's a sea. It. It's a sea, so it's its <laughs> own, it's its own thing. A sea is salt, I thought. Uh, oh, is it? A, a, is a, a great sea? lake. No, no, it's yeah, a lake. It's yeah, salt it is water. A, it's a lake. It's, it's a, a lake, lake of mists. Yeah. So not connect, it is not connected to the ocean. So yeah, so it's so okay. I say all that to say <laughs> there is not a scent of salt water on the air. Right, it matters like, for the, all our salt-based abilities. The the Great Lakes <laughs> are bigger than the Dead Sea, but the Dead Sea is salt, and the Great Lakes are fresh. Right. Uh, so okay, yeah, and, and uh, how much sodium is in the air? <laughs> <laughs> Possibly salty. <laughs> the lightning behaves differently depending on if it's a foggy day. It's wet and cold. Good, good. How are you all? Why did it change to that? I love it. Keep it. I mean, is it go time? I'm down for it being go time. <laughs> Fine, we'll, actually, we'll do this track. This is a good track. Okay. It's, I have a question it's, for uh, Bearjaw about planning for the fight. What do you want to say to me? <laughs> I want to speak out of character. I am standing right here, Scrimcorn. What do you have? Uh, does what does your dwarven belt do? I'm trying to figure the out la- some buffs to give you. Um, it gives me the ability to speak dwarven. It gives you poison resistance. Also gives you dark. It gives me poison resistance. Does it, give it gives you me advantage on poison saving throws. Yes, <laughs> I believe it does. There's some hesitation me, there. Yeah, I know. I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. What are you to do if it does? Uh, I. <laughs> what are you gonna do to me? <laughs> I like that Bearjaw is as Bearjaw unsure looks as down. Does looks the down belt help you against like, poison? Uh, Probably. I have never been poisoned. So I have, I'd rather not tell specifically you. I was considering putting protection from poison on it Bearjaw. It says you and... have. It says you have advantage on saving throws against poison. Okay, and perfect. resistance against poison perfect, damage. Cool. So I know dwarves have that, so I wanted to make sure you are. Yes. It also Projected. increases my con- my constitution score by two. 
That's and awesome. it gives me an advantage on charisma checks when I interact with dwarves. That's why the dwarves it's love a, me so much. That's it's why they very, like me so much. Very <laughs> rare that belt item. and they're going to toss you aside. <laughs> they're just going to be like, oh, you're not nearly as fun as we thought you were. <laughs> we thought you were fun. You're not okay, cool. fun. Um, I, Look, when, we when gave it to Marriage Out. We know what we were doing. <laughs> when things get started, Scrim has a different And she grows a beard. Okay. Yes. And she occasionally will grow a beard, yes. It's like a 50-50 shot. She wakes up. No no beard because she didn't really sleep this night. So. All right. No chance. Gotta get that dwarven sleep. Gotta get that deep, deep stone sleep. Stone sleep. Okay. As the preparations are continuing, the finalization of the masonry work downstairs, uh, led by Baron, uh, is underway. Most other things are done. Uh, is anyone doing anything in the morning? That is notable that you want to make sure you mention in case I'm about to say something. Baron prepares his spells. Well, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and also brushes his beard. Yes. Bearjaw waits for a moment. Whenever that moment happens where everyone is in the general vicinity, maybe we're all breakfasting or top side as we've been top side who's and cooking breakfast scrim cooks breakfast scrim is, scrim is prepared breakfast. a breakfast for everybody tinkle corn special and <laughs> oh no um and and bear Jog comes you know comes to the center of the circle and she kind of looks at everyone and she says i wish to speak and she kind of like looks at everyone like, is anyone gonna cross me here? Like, <laughs> do anyone want to? Anyone want to say shut people down when they want to talk? <laughs> just, she's just making sure. Ted <laughs> walks in and says, "Hey, where you guys have been taking dump?" And then he Go sees away. the bear jaws talking. Goes, uh, <laughs> uh, "Never mind," and walks back out. It's, it's, where have you been? Oh, no. I've just been doing him off the side. Someone answer him. <laughs> Someone answer. It's too late. Um, and right, she, 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 uh, she holds up her, her, um, her, her drinking horn, which, you know, it could be alcohol in there. It could be just straight honey. You don't know. And she says, Alka honey, Alka honey. It's like mead, mead hall, but mm. it's, there's Boy. more viscosity going on there than should happen. And she says, since knowing you all. I have seen more glorious battle than in all my years before. But also, I have known the truest friendships, the language of family that speaks in stone and smoke and flame instead of snow. And I do not know if the snowbane of the past ever knew such loyalty and honor, but I do know now, and I would gladly fight and die beside any one of you. And she kind of like glances toward where Ted left. <laughs> and <laughs> so it is not my intent to die. I would be a fool not to accept its possibility. No worthy fight is without risk after all. And she raises her horn and she says, And so I say now, I am proud to call myself one of this clan. And I am proud of how far we have come. It is a worthy story. And it is our story, no matter how it ends. She drinks. 
Mock will raise the glass, of course. That Everyone's, every one of the hands of ale holds up their glass and says, Here! And takes a uh, swig. Does the same. Holds up his wooden cup, the cup of a carpenter. <laughs> Mock says, I never thought I'd heard the day when Berja acknowledges the possibility of death. That doesn't make me feel any better, Berja. <laughs> Drinks. You, very concerning. you can have the you can have the if, if <laughs> things go south. You think I live? I'll live you. <laughs> I think a it's a possibility. <laughs> if you want to make a bet on it, we could try. Uh, uh, one you step at a time here, Berja. Welcome to the clan. And he goes and gives her a big embrace around uh, her waist. She does not crush him with this embrace. That's appreciated. Yet. Yet. The Edith steps forward and says... The Edith. It is time we finalize some of our battle tactics. We have spoken amongst ourselves and feel best that it would be uh, that it would be most useful of our various uh, our various strengths to pair up with uh, pair up each of us with each of you in order to make most of our legendary abilities. <laughs> Very good. So the hands of ale for the forthcoming fight uh, will be handled in a uh, special way. That uh, that I've come up with. This will be an experiment. Um, it's a lot to want to have four new combatants on the board without slowing down combat too much. Um, certainly not going to be run as you know full blown characters with, that are on the on the board. So here's how it works. Um, I'd like uh, each of the hands of ale to uh, be owned by a person, um, and essentially their. Uh, Abilities, which I'll go over in a moment, become added to uh, your repertoire of Ooh. what you can do on your turn. In addition, in addition to your normal action, um, that adds a lot of power to the group, and I, I hope represents their hope represents their contribution in a mechanically weighty way, uh, while keeping the impact to uh, combat time and turn time. Uh, to be manageable, because if they if there were four legendary actions that you can use between every single turn, it just becomes a ton of the same reason that wizards gave for not wanting to have uh, delaying, right? Too yeah. many permutations of of options. So, each of the hands of ale um, has two types of actions. They have a legendary action. Um, and that will function a lot like legendary actions that we use when players are absent, except, uh, well, I suppose not at all like that because the whole point of legendary actions is that they're, you know, they can be done at any time. The way it will work is the legendary action of the hands of ale that you are, um, that is partnered Paired with, with you, uh, just becomes an additional action that you can do on your turn. That legendary action. Okay. Mm. They each also have a signature action. And the signature move is the last thing they will do in the combat. It doesn't mean it kills them. It just means it's uh, impactful enough that uh, depending on what it is, it could be that they need to concentrate on it for the rest of the time. It could be that it takes everything out of them. Uh, whatever narrative reason um, is appropriate in the moment to justify that, we can, we can make part of the storytelling. But that's the, 
That's the mechanics there, okay? So I'm gonna go over them, and so it's eight different things. It's kind of a lot. I'm gonna go over them pretty quickly, um, and uh, and then we should figure out who wants to sort of own uh, each of the hands of ale. After you go over them, can you paste them in Slack or something like that so we have a place we can just refer to them? Yeah, So we're not, yes. we're not trying to remember what it is later? Yeah, I'll do that. Cool. So Edith Valor, the human paladin of Torm, the sort of de facto leader, or at least the uh, mouthpiece of the group. Uh, she can use her uh, legendary action to add a damage die to any attack. Oh, wait. I was going to... That's right. What I was going to do is I was going to have it be where these these are... Well, I, I didn't decide if I wanted these used uh, off-turn or not. I'm worried about it. I, I, it's more flexible and interesting if they can be used off-turn. I worry about it slowing down the game too much. So I agree. To whoever uh, she's paired with, they will get a damage dice increase. Yeah, I think we should just keep it that way. There's, like, there's a desire maybe, maybe. to make it more flexible. but Okay, so if you, it adds, if you want to say... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Adds a damage die. Um, uh, to any attack, the same type of damage die. She is um, the the paladins of Torm. They uh, they are uh, they are all about. You know, I don't have the actual discipline written down, but uh, she uh, she is all about precise uh, precise striking and uh, and powerful strikes with her godly power, and so she can uh, use that to help um, add to an attack. Her signature move is to create a 4x4 zone that gives advantage to allied spellcasters standing in it, or disadvantage to uh, saving throws if they are cast from it. It lasts for two rounds. Hmm. Disadvantage to saving throws if they're they're cast from, like if they're... 5th edition doesn't actually have a way of saying this, because it's not normally a mechanic that they do, but it means uh, as a spellcaster, your opponent would get disadvantage on their um, saving throw. And that... that Mm. Square, just want to confirm, can have both effects going on at the same time, or is it you're picking advantage? It's a bonus to casters, it sounds like. Yeah. Anyone standing in it gets that effect. It's and it's effect. both. So if you're casting a spell that has an attack roll, okay, you're putting advantage. it on the allies, not on the enemies. I should throw. say and instead of. You're more. not putting it on the enemies, saying when they roll a saving throw, they. Correct. It is a it is a zone gotcha. of empowering magic. Okay. okay. Cool. Bogrush uh, of Clan Black Marrow, the half-orc executor of Groomish. Uh, he wields destructive <coughs> wrath. Um, he can grant advantage on uh, on any attack that does lightning or thunder damage. Hmm. Okay, so any attack that does lightning or thunder damage, he can apply... Uh, you can turn hmm. it into an advantage hmm. attack. His signature move is destructive wrath. Um... On an attack with lightning or thunder damage, he can maximize the dice. Maximize the damage dice once. Wow. That's cool. Okay. Huh. Uh, that could be particularly Oil. powerful with the right spell. Falden <laughs> uh, Melndar, the drow paladin of Shar. Um, her legendary action is the touch of death. She can add an extra damage die of necrotic damage specifically uh, to any attack. As she any demonstrated attack. last week uh, with her little inner thigh tap on oil vein. Wow. 
So that doesn't matter if the original spell is necrotic damage or not. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah, yeah you want to say an extra die of necrotic damage. I mean, an extra extra die of damage, uh, and it is the extra die is necrotic. Is it a specific die or just whatever the same die that the person is rolling? Same die from uh, what you're rolling. Okay. Uh, Her signature move um, is to invoke duplicity, a uh, a signature of uh, of those who follow Shar is uh, is the the trickery and the shadows. Um, After being hit or failing a saving throw. You can invoke the signature action. So this one's a reaction. This one has to happen off turn. After being hit or failing a saving throw, uh, you can cancel the attack, essentially, uh, and and move to a new position within 30 feet. Wow. Uh, you are essentially not there to begin with. That's mm. amazing. Invoking cool. duplicity. That's her signature move, so it can happen once. Finally okay. is Gloam, the half-dwarf paladin of Thardhar. Um, his legendary action is, uh, this one makes me laugh. Um, it's tree stride being a half dwarf, uh, that travels the surface, um, uh, worshiping Thard Har. He can allow you to move from one tree to another within 30 feet. That's the thing I was talking about. Dwarves could, I mean, and, uh, there ain't no trees here. So that's his legendary action. Um, and his signature move is uh he can use his uh he can use his magic to cocoon and i mean that in a in a quite literal sense to cocoon an ally uh to stabilize them and protect them from additional harm so somebody that is down and these legendary Hmm. thing these uh these super ones their signature moves is the idea that we can use it on use it on our turn and you can use it on anyone or is it only on the person who they're you use it on anyone to? okay use it on anyone yeah but but someone is controlling each of them basically yeah my thought of having someone control each of them is just to try to keep the decision making down like you just yes, own you have I, two I extra agree. things to think about during the fight one person has that role and they get to decide when and where and if yeah yeah perfect uh, i wrote these a while ago because i did prepare these for our all day session um so yeah i think they all make sense the the after being hit or failing a saving throw, that one is obviously, that's a reaction. But it's a signature reaction. Um, so that won't happen on somebody's turn, most likely. I suppose you could fireball yourself. Well, it's the person can say, like, and then I will, that's, whoever is controlling it is the person who has to jump in with the reaction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay, clear as mud. Uh, who has yeah, lightning or thunder damage spells? The, I do. I have the call lightning, but oh, yeah. I think I'm not uh, likely going to be using it. Of pairing up. So I think but the wording of the lightning one was it gives advantage to attacks with thunder and lightning. So you want to make sure that the spell you're using is not a saving throw. Oh, uh, so like lightning bolt? Or do you have any of those? Or are those saving throws? I think they're all. Let me. Um... Yeah, my lightning is a saving throw. Yeah, I believe it's a saving throw. My thunder stuff's a saving throw. Uh, yeah, then let it let it apply that same way. Disadvantage. Uh, 
It's so weird how you, you can't have like advantage on that, but I guess that's an intended part of the design. He's meant to empower a lightning or thunder spell. He can he oh. can add extra oomph. So actually, I definitely don't need him. I forgot I have advantage on my call lightning, or they have disadvantage on call lightning because of my wand. Oh, this will be inside anyway. So your call lightning is. Uh, he should go to. Uh, yeah, certainly. Oil beam. Seems yeah. seems reasonable. I'll take it. I, guess I don't think anyone else. Except for scrim has. Which one was that? Start no. O that was Bogrush. Yeah. Bogrush with oil beam. Bogrush. Bogey oh. boat. Oh, bog rush. Spin him. Looks like it's you and me. And the other uh, ones honestly seem like the mechanically really help Justin, so I will remove myself from the pairing. If you wanted to take the reaction one, then you just say when that goes on for the tree guy, because no one can really benefit from uh, the yeah, trees I either. Yeah, I take the low with no one else on. Yeah, from a narrative oh, point, I'd actually like to not have one glued to me. So yeah, I'll take I just think the, the the tree guy to me should definitely not be Sam, who can also heal people, but also probably someone who has some survivability. So I think Dressen's not a bad choice in terms of he tends yeah. to hang back. Um, but I just wanted to say that I think those are the two things that what should drive a decision there. All right, so Gloam is with uh, Gloam is with Drustin. Mechanical question: Can Drustin create the illusion of a tree, <laughs> and then he steps into that illusion tree to another tree? Hmm. You know what? If Gloam believes it's real, I mean, <laughs> I joke that question, but I'm suddenly kind of liking that image. Wait, it's an, uh, an illusion Wait. of a forest. Oh, we already used the acorn. Yeah, you did. You did. Well, we need two of them. Uh, no, it would go to another tree. Oh, that should. So be if there's another off. tree somewhere, yeah. you could go plant a tree. I mean, you don't you know when these guys are going to arrive. It's true. It might be. In Doesn't got to be alive too either. We could just take a dead tree and just throw it in the room. <laughs> All right. So who is left is Edith and Valden. Uh, I'm happy to pair up with Edith. The, what is it? Extra spell die, extra damage die, and extra damage die to yeah. any attack. That would be great for either you. Either it you creates or the spell um, zone of empowerment. That should be. Well, that should be. Bearjaw, yeah. Bearjaw and the Drow don't get along, so I'm heavily inclined to pair <laughs> them together. Together. I was gonna. I was gonna ask if anyone had any suggestions. So I mean, that's a pretty. <laughs> that's a pretty. We're here to tell suggestion. a story, and having her and Mock just be like, "We haven't talked much." Is way worse than you and her, who have clearly played a little bit of like uh, do si do um, cool. to this point. In dead, fact, so is, would Mock put that forward? Uh, Mock is definitely not the person who would put that forward. Okay. That would be, that would be case, strategically a bad idea, but dramatically case, great for Eric. Valden that strides <laughs> over to Bearjaw, and she's and uh, you said we hadn't fought together. She looks at uh, <laughs> she looks at her and says and says, "I'll be sticking with you. I'm not letting them get you." Could you? Oh, um, I think that's you, Eric. If you could mute your microphone while you're uh... clicking. Well, yeah, clicking. It's pretty loud. Thanks. Sounds delicious. It does sound delicious. I just finished my dinner. 
It was some sort of beans and rice and tortilla. Oh, I had what? tomato soup. I know it is a bloody Caesar. I had Japanese. <laughs> I had Japanese whiskey. <laughs> Fortified. All right. Uh, and uh, Edith, did you Ooh. say Baron? Uh, it could be Baron, but it could also be Ma, because Baron might be throwing out some heals and that kind of stuff in this fight. Um, so in that case, if Mach is just doing damage, you can make more better use of that damage every round. Mach does have a big damage dice, too. What He's was rolling he doing? 10s or 12s. Extra damage Ooh. die? Yeah, if yeah. you're throwing 12s, that getting an extra 12 would be pretty sweet. If, if I pull out that hellish lance, which... Oof. And just again, quick, for, just but even purposes, as a reminder, as 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 the person yeah. who's breathing down your neck this whole time, double check their portraits over here. Oh, yeah. I did put those up last week. I didn't actually Bogush. draw attention to them. Well, I'll just take mine for me. 100% badass. Oh, that's an easy yeah. way to do it. Just put them next to your person. Uh, that's a good idea. Go ahead and That's, of yours. course, why you did it, right, Craig? Edith. Yeah. Who is 100% creepy when wearing that mask. Yeah. You guys have seen. Um, I guess mock, you enemies. just basically you just take your damage, and then when the time is right, you can pop her legendary in some spot that seems like a good spot. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and I will look to some callouts from from y'all. You gonna grab it, mock? To... Should I throw it over to you? Hey, throw it over to me, please. I'm still doing some prep here. There you go. Thank you, man. All right. Now that we got that out of the way, is uh, yeah, give me give me a moment. I gotta think. While he's thinking, Eric, I was gonna pass on that uh, Miss Melissa is a uh, a registered wizard with Saint Germain. Amazing. She's, uh, yeah, she's done some awesome, awesome stuff with that. That's definitely a favorite. It was it was very considerate of you to call me this week and uh, offering wheat. Okay. Uh, I wasn't in the spot to accept, but if she would like to come and make wizardly Saint Germain beverages, I would take Ooh. her up on that. Cool. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. That's what, I, re- that's what I really need in quarantine. Like, you don't need wheat. You don't need wheat. What is your guys' plan with Snowbane's gift? I know you've mentioned it, but I've forgotten. They are getting the hell out of Dodge, and I have when? the walkie-talkie. Should we put Ted uh, on the hell ship? now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Ted should go off. on the ship. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> Uh, Aurora, now, I think should Aurora go on the ship and be on the ballista just in case? Mm, who else would man the ballista? I think Grumbar and Essen basically man the ship. Engine room and helm. Ted is um, hogtied in the room somewhere. Yeah, or just <laughs> yeah. murdered. He, or murdered. he could be murdered as well. He's, he's the maidenhead. Um, <laughs> so, uh, just dangling everywhere. So, uh, the... Yeah, I guess Aurora would be best on the ballista to... to... I like her being in the fight. What does Aurora want to do? Yeah, this seems definitely a big conversation to have with her. Aurora! Barvik's daughter. What's Barvik's last name? We didn't actually get to the last name before. She has a clan. We've said it, but we keep forgetting. Last name, isn't it? Scrim likes to call people by their last name. We've established that. It's he, right. he does. So it is uh, Thranadar. 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 That's right. Thranadar. Thranadar. You want to be? We, we have a need of you, both in the fight 
and protecting what might be our only way out of here if things go south. Do you want to be on the ballista or in the thick of it? He says, are you kidding me? You, you couldn't keep me away from this fight. This is why I came here. This is why I'm with you. He says, you, right. need, you need every sword you can get. Be sure to, be sure to get a good stretch in. 50% eager, 50% annoyed. Be sure to get a good stretch in. I've seen Bearjaw toss you like a pile of soggy potatoes when you haven't limbered up in the morning. To be fair, Bearjaw says from a distance, I could probably toss you like a bag of soggy potatoes too. Uh, in, he goes up to Taita. Uh, on you, Taita, uh, oh, yeah. you have a very little fight in this game. Do you want to preserve yourself aboard the ship? Or will you stand by our sides? I would like to... Stop jumping. I would like to... Be of the most assistance to the overall situation and our grander goal. I have been considering this question for quite some time now. I have to admit there are uh, there are good reasons to engage in either option. If I go on the air balloon and you all die in this fight, I can still continue our quest to uncover the truth about what is going on with the dwarves. As I have told you before, that is the word that I had given to my dear, uh, my dear friend Arundel, and I will Fine, see I that to completion. At you the same time, at the same time, you do need every bit of help you uh, you could get here if the fight is to be that uh, that dangerous. I would ask you what your thoughts are. What are your combat capabilities? You said you're still figuring that out. It is a bit mm, what they sometimes call hit or miss uh, with my uh, ability to use this body's more advanced capabilities. I am still tuning it and trying to uh, gain access to all of its capabilities outside of the... Thank you outside of the experimentation center uh it is uh it is a challenge but i am getting there but i would still consider myself far less capable in this sort of situation than any one of you and then she glances over at ted who's like packing up his uh his bag that he spilled all over the uh the the roof here to get back onto the airship he says except for perhaps him well, in that case, maybe, uh, I, I, if Grumbar and Essen are going to be handling the balloon, maybe you can keep an eye on Ted and make sure he doesn't get in their way. And okay. um, Jason says, uh, your preservation is very important to me, Taita. Uh, I would rather have you able to tell the story of what has happened with the dwarves rather than throwing about your magic in this fight. In that case, I think... I think it is a pretty clear decision for me to uh, join the crew on the airship. And for all we know, they may be pulled into this fight either way. But for future reference, can you be healed through traditional magical means? 
this body does have still significant organic components and traditional healing magics and uh, under some circumstances even traditional medicine that can be beneficial to wounds or damage that I take. And can you consume something the size of a berry, for example? Uh, you are speaking of uh, you are speaking of the uh, the quite unpalatable berries that is the talk of uh, the talk of your group. I assumed you didn't have taste buds, but oh, I am simply relaying what I understand based on the reaction and words spoken by your allies. Didn't think they would taste it that bad, but. Uh, yes, I believe I could consume, uh, uh, I could gain its beneficial properties, uh, through the way that I eat and drink any substances. All right. And she holds up and waggles her fingers. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> what an unnerving I have solution. a, I have a question to ask. Yes, please do. Baron also does. <clears throat> um... Get your minis out. Mach is a, a shrewd judge of skill in all areas, and combat is one of the ones that he's most well-versed in. How would we represent uh, Aurora's actual gain in combat prowess over the course of the campaign since she joined us? Actual, like, gains? You mean, like... Yes. Like, she started and she was someone who what had level? practiced on her own. Not, not even... L level if you'd like. She practiced... She's self-taught... And utterly inexperienced. Now she has gone through some really harrowing experiences, um, and um, there have been some supernatural things at play. <clears throat> but I, I don't have a good sense of where her level actually is. She's being power leveled. She she is being power leveled. Um, she is being power leveled. I, I think that's that's fair to say. But um, that 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 doesn't really. Yeah, to exactly. What in, I'm saying is I want to represent that. To put it in loose terms. Um, she could she could most likely win any random bar fight for nice. sure at this point um <laughs> when when she this. started when she started she she had an she had an admirable um aptitude with uh with the with the sword and yeah. but like you said she was self-taught she hadn't faced real combat she yeah. she had a pretty good understanding of theory and uh you know and the 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 what you, certainly what you could read in a book um but being with you and drilling every day i mean aurora yeah. spends much of her time focusing on trying to become a better adventurer it's this is her most important it's thing what that she, she said she wanted more than anything she left her entire life behind when it, an option was presented to her her father clearly knew understood how much she wanted it that he helped facilitate it happening um yeah. this is her this is her her deepest passion and a passion deeper than um it's probably fair to say that most people have about their own passions um yeah. and she has continued to demonstrate that uh every day in her uh, in her continued training and focus and uh, and continuing to practice specific moves that are used against her or seen in the various uh, situations that you guys have been in she seeks to improve all the time and you do that for months and you can't help but become pretty damn proficient um, you know she's not a she's not a, a world-class uh, combatant like 
you all have kind of fallen into via your different facets of fate. Um, Indeed. But, uh, but yeah, you know, going back to my original statement, um, she'd, she'd probably win any bar fight. She could probably yeah. walk into a, she could probably walk into a, a gladiatorial uh, combat arena and uh, and earn high marks Hold if not if not take the crown. Um, we need to also know, utilize that depending on the size of the town. She's uh, yeah. she's she's up there. Hmm. Yeah. Mock definitely but, takes but the opportunity. Oh, go ahead, oh, go please. Ahead. I was gonna say, no, no, but no, amongst no. the facets of fate in the hands of Ao. You know that's that's a a different yeah. class. It's a different mm-hmm. class of ability, and it's what drives her to get better. As she is surrounded by not just people going to a tavern and getting a contract, and going and killing a couple goblins, um, which is all she even you know originally wanted. That's what she hoped for. She got yeah. thrown into a much <laughs> huger, grander adventure immediately, and was forced to to do this anyway. So that's we're the lamest dungeon delvers. Content, the context. <laughs> Mock defines a time to speak with her. If that's now, then we can do it now. It could be now. Um, there's time it, in the day uh, for uh, you know. Baron is certainly leading the effort to co- to continue and finish the the last of the masonry work there. Um, I guess that's the only action I know that people are doing immediately. Um, but yeah, the thing. day. Oh, you you have another thing. Yes. Well, let's go to goes, that for a moment. Yeah, yeah, this okay. is... Uh, just fit me in. Okay. Uh, Baron goes to Drustin and says, Drustin, whatever you're going to do with that Kuatoa, do it before... I, I want that thing either its neck rung or off the tower before the Septicemia arrive. Uh, Drustin uh, replies, saying, Colson, I have questions for that Kuatoa. Marvelous, about but... the tower... Ask away and get rid of it. I don't want it around while we're trying to fight the thing. We'll try it. Uh, but if it... Uh, I couldn't get the answers I need. Will you help me catch another? Uh, <laughs> Good no. lord. <laughs> I don't want one more variable around. This is a fight for our lives. Uh, questions that some Koto that may not know anything I don't think it's worth the risk so uh, what Drusen will wind up doing we don't have to play is he's gonna go to that Kotoa and he's gonna uh, ask it a series of questions about the tower now he knows the Kotoa probably does not have mechanical or true knowledge of this tower that's not all he's after he wants to know the legends that the Kotoa have about the tower, the oral tradition about it, when their shamans say it first appeared. And he's going to try to glean some truth about the society that produced the tower, the capabilities of the tower and all that, through the mythology of this Kotoa. Okay. And that stuff can be figured out later. I agree with that. You even gave me kindly gave me an advanced warning that you would be asking questions like that and yeah that's still hard to answer but it can be stuff that either if there's anything important with that he relays it to the group later and if it's not it shows up in a reliquary uh yeah let's say it's not anything nothing revelatory that could be used in the fight um but 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 plenty that would fill 
pages of Drewston's uh, journals and notes, and let's uh, let's relay that. It's the whole wing um, of the reliquary. Let's not keep putting it off. Let's relay it, you know, as, as, as soon as as soon as we can, right after the fight. Yeah. And There's after a, that, a he coming? will drag the fishman to the edge, uh, release the chain, and uh, shoo him away. <laughs> oh, for him to jump over the edge. I like that that's all he yeah. really have to do. <laughs> and he jumps down over the edge. Get out of here. We don't want you anymore. on this side, he will hit the bridge down below. <laughs> <laughs> no, the bridge broke. Yeah, he will hit the shallow the rocks underneath. All the broken beds. Yeah, he goes out. He's, he's floating he's in the water. He knows he how to jump into the water. Yeah, he's fine. Wait, didn't Velden want to torture the... Valden doesn't get everything that she Baron doesn't (laughs) care much about what Velden wants. Oil vein. I like that oil vein spoke up. Oh, hang hang on, hang on. Valden wanted to torture him. Wait, I thought that was. uh, I thought we were going to kill that guy. He's looking at Valden. Sorry, babe. I would have killed him if they gave me a chance. I see, uh, so Mock is going to um, talk to Aurora, but I see Scrimcorn's uh, uh, Mega Mini here, so what's up? Yes. Um, <clears throat> Scrimcorn's been doing more cooking. We had breakfast this morning. I have a, I have a dish that he prepared. Um, I was curious if we could uh, put some mechanics behind that, because I want to do a roll, but I want it to mean something. I'm curious what you guys think. As a quick thing, is basically a, uh, a benefit, a buff and a debuff paired up. And whoever wants to opt in to eating it can. And basically, if I succeed, we get whoever opted in gets the buff. It's a gamble. And if I fail, then you get the debuff. Does that sound interesting? I'm going to need to hear a description of what you're cooking before Baron (laughs) will say yes or no whether he's going to eat it. So it's a hearty breakfast of scrambled eggs. The twist is, this is a mystery egg. You do not know what animal. <laughs> now, they're unfertilized. They're just eggs. You know, an ostrich egg or a quail egg, it's still an egg inside. But you don't know if it was an ostrich or a quail or somewhere in between. Or could yeah, tell. Or, or a reptile. Probably a reptile, I'm guessing. <laughs> mm. uh, uh, Baron, so when presented eggs. with mystery eggs, is definitely going to give it a sniff. Does it smell good? Uh, I have to do... Well, he hasn't uh, I haven't done the roll. <laughs> okay. He basically okay. says, who wants a plate? Who wants a plate? And a polite guest will eat it either way. <laughs> well, yeah, he's going to fix it according to who says yes. I mean, it's, it's fair for him to ask if it smells good since that would that's be fair. That's true um, to the role play. Uh, th- for this, for this, yeah, it would be, it would be, this is a little more, a little more upfront. Eggs are eggs. Yeah. So it's, so it's, uh, I would say this is more palatable than like some of his weird stuff. Baron would go for mystery eggs. Bearjaw does it. Oilvine does it. Yeah. He does. I, I, I'm I mean, up for mystery eggs. I mean, I assumed that Greg was going to give us like what the buff and what the debuff was and the DC, and then you could make it make a judgment based on that. But I'm loving that everyone's just in on this. <laughs> well, dude, when I look at a plate of eggs, I don't think about the buff it's going to give to my colon. I'm just like, I want eggs. Someone says, I mean, eggs. Baron has some of the raccoon, and the raccoon was really good. So he's That's looking forward to some eggs. Okay, that was a great you. coon play. It was raccoon stew. I was trying to figure out what it was. I have notes of the dishes I've cooked. And Before that, it's are resistant milk. to uh, poison. That's so true. That's true. That is true. It was raccoon stew. Uh, so now you're asking me to come up with a <gasps> a buff right. debuff combo on the fly for your cooked meal. 
Yes. It's like a minor okay. thing. Okay. No, no, I got a thing. I mean, how much effort is Scrimcorn putting into this? Um, uh, this is a little bit of a more of a minor thing. He's looking for just like a very small. He's not bending over backwards. The uh, the beaver stew he did he he went all out. This is a little more modest. Maybe like a temporary hit point or two. Yeah, I mean, I mean that honestly that small. But then the, the opposite if he fails at DC. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, call it. On first uh, roll. Let's call it. Let's call it. Um, ten. Scream is eating as well. Temporary hit points. Oh, or, that's a lot. Or suffer. Uh, ten damage that can't be healed before the fight. Otherwise, the damage hmm. is pointless. It's really annoying that you, like damage is such a nice like small penalty to apply, but because of out of combat healing, it's sort of no. I, I I would love to set up the precedent that it's damage that applies at the start of a fight. Yeah, we could if yeah. we like yeah. that. And right about when the fight starts going, all of a sudden, oh, that's what it hits. A rumbling. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <That's> the worst <laughs> indigestion. That's what the are you doing, Graham? To get an, get a little bit of indigestion. I mean, it's going to hit everyone at once, so it's not like Indi- a the indigestion of fate. This is one roll. So with that, okay, what's the target numbers? And what's the DC? So, and what have we done? Uh, I have. It's I have a moderate. Cancels. Okay. Which is a DC fifteen. Okay. And so, so you roll. So I have cook's utensils. I have a proficiency in cook's utensils. I don't remember what we did for the stat before. It would be uh, almost certainly wisdom. It's a very wisdom. Uh, okay. It's a very wisdom. So this is a type of. Skill. This is a plus six and proficiency three, wisdom three. So it's plus six. DC 15. It's all about the, the cooking 15. knowledge, not the cooking execution. You know the recipe or not? Whew, it's a 17. 17. Wow, yeah, you, you got that with a wild success. Okay. I've been Wonderful. Some good luck with these dishes so far, so I'm loving it. All right. Excellent. The eggs, they're fluffy. They're not overcooked, but they're not runny. Oh, uh, they, got a good, they got a good flavor. And Stroom says... I'm not sure what the bird is called these came from, but <clears throat> I'll be trying to get these eggs again. As he Mops shovels down. Halfway through his portion as well, goes, oh, good to know it's a bird this time. <laughs> <laughs> these are amazing eggs. I, I think there's something unusual about these eggs, but I can't quite put my finger on it. The yolk is so viscous. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, the bird is so known for the, thick yolks. We have some mm-hmm. temporary hit points then. Ten temporary oh, hit points. Boom! All right. Temporary. Hell, that's gonna help Ooh. me because I'm not playing on wild shaping as much. Temp hit points. Feel like I've got more. I don't think so, we ever use temporary hit points. Very rarely. All right. So I want to do that more often. Basically, when we have a chance for a meal, is <laughs> uh, a wheel or woe, if you will. I like it. I like it. I wish it uh, wasn't all or nothing for the entire group. But at they the same time, it. that is kind of interesting. Out. That's actually, that's actually the interesting thing. That thing is, I think you opt out, and I think basically the dish turns out good or not. And yeah. then every, cause, because if one person gets sick, everybody gets sick. I do like that. <laughs> that is more, it, it does feel more true to like the idea of food like, poisoning or, like or, or go a good a or a terrible meal. It's going to be. Everyone's happy or everyone's like, Because have people gone to a restaurant and you come home right. and you're not feeling great and you call someone else and you're like, hey, how you feeling? 
I want to move <laughs> on to. Uh, I got something right, pending for. Wait, thank you, Baron. Sam, did you do your thing? I did. It was with Justin about the Kuatoa. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Um, Mock. My thing was really a Justin thing. That's right. <laughs> that's why I got confused. Mock, you wanted to have words with Aurora. Mock does. He, he finds a, a, an opportunity after breakfast to talk with Aurora, and he says, uh, Lastly, a, a word before this fight here. Of course. Mm, he takes her to a, a quieter spot, maybe down to the forge, you know, where you get some good a, a rhythm of some sort, be it a ah, hammer, so be it a, be like it a before broom. The, before the ship is left. That's right, that's right. Uh, tidying up, making sure everything is in its place before it departs. Wouldn't want to leave behind uh, uh, any sort of mess or disorder if it's, if it's my last day. And along those lines... I heard you talking to Scrim. I know how well your heart's at. You have never turned from a fight, and you idolize Beardroff for doing the same. That she, said... She folds <laughs> her arms, a little bit offended to just, like... She just, she kind of folds her arms with a, a little bit of a... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's like a hesitant Defensive? She, no, oh. she, she's no. not sure if that was a compliment or an insult and she's got to look like she's puzzling on it she's like and, and ready that to right be there defensive. is is the relationship with mock and aurora and it's been that way for a long time mock has always been really straight and really demanding of her um and he hasn't been very clear ever whether or not like that's for her own good like He's not like Mr. Miyagi, like, oh, I'm teaching you, Daniel San, to wax on, wax off so you can fight karate. He's just been, like, kind of straight and salty a little bit and been demanding of her. Um, and so this, I think, is, is the dynamic. And he, he puts that out there again. And he says, but in terms of a fight, you, you must understand that when, there's, when the odds are, are, are insurmountable, yeah. Spirit is simply a waste of energy and potentially a waste of life. And he says, She sits up, drops her, drops her defensive guard just like a little bit as she's like, she's feeling a lesson. And as she does, she's like, she's leaning in to listen. But perhaps we're all fools for walking the path that we are. He says, but you especially, uh, you, you've learned so much, you've come so far in these past months here. But, and you've stood by us in some of the wildest battles that I've ever faced. But, it seems that this is the worst that we have yet to face. These, these terrors that come from us that we know not of, are built, built to punish the gods. Is, is, is there not... Is there not more that you would live for, lass, aside from, from this blind pursuit? I don't sense that the fates drive you as they drive us. Would you not consider another path? She... thinks on this for a moment. And she says... I don't know how to explain it, but... This is more than just 
This is more than just adventure for me. She says, I know that what is coming is important. And I don't just mean for Bearjaw or Snowbane or Scrimcorn or for all of us. What's happening here is, it's bigger than that. It's bigger than, it's, it, it's bigger than any of us. It's bigger than the dwarves. I don't know how I know that, but I know it. I know it in my heart. I know it in my soul that this fight is the beginning of something. It's the beginning of something that is important. And it's not that I want to be there for an important thing so that I can put it, so that I can write it in a book and say that I was there. I want to do it because I know it's right. It is. I think you're right. I think it is important. Which is part of the reason I haven't turned tail. Well, that and my family. But what I wrestle with is whether or not I can make a real difference. And that's the question I'm asking you. Uh, you who are so young and still learning so much. What difference can you make? What difference could you make later? Is this your fight? Or is the fight... This is the fight of our generation. What do you say to that? Because I can't make as big a difference as you can. Or as most of those up above and all around. She's gesturing above in the snowbane's gift and outside. She says, but I can hold my own in a fight. I can, uh, says, I know how to defend myself. We don't know what these creatures, these people, whatever they are, we don't know what they can do. More boots on the ground, if you will, will matter. Says, I don't know what difference I can make, but I want to be there to make it if the opportunity arises. All right. And you are right. You, you, you bring skill and you bring quality to the table. Whether or not that will make a difference, it's impossible to know. But I can tell you this, from what we do know. To enter this fight is to embrace your death. You heard Bearjaw up there above. What talk was that? Eh, she hasn't talked like that since I got to know her, and I imagine she's never talked like that in her life. He says, this, this is a fight for our lives, as Bairn said. This is, this is nice suicide. And if you are to stay, well, then we must embrace it. For there is a time in my life, a long time in my life, where I sought my own death. And it, it, was, it was the riskiest battles, the most foolhardy, the unnecessary risks. Uh, the, the pain I inflicted was great, but the, the opportunity for victory was not what I sought. I sought the end. And, and in that time of my life, and those that were with me at that time, we had ourselves a ritual to prepare ourselves. He says, if you're going to stay, I appreciate the enthusiasm and the possibility of making a change, but I demand that you face your death here and now and recognize that that may be the cost, that that is in your mind now and not, not the possibility of a difference for when it comes time to make that contribution, it may be sacrificing your life to make that contribution. And it's time to prepare here and now. Are you ready? She, uh, 
She stands up straight and she says, teach me. Mok has never done this with her or anyone else since he was a member of the Iron Guard uh, of, of, of Adbar uh, and, and for many decades fought in the, in the caverns and, and tunnels deep beneath the city uh, where the foes of, of the dwarves are relentlessly assaulting that, that, that citadel, that structure that has never fallen since the days of old Delzoon. And Mok sits and they conduct a ritual of dwarven soldiery. There, is, there, there, there are recitations, there, there are chants, but at the end, Mok produces some very, some, some razor-sharp, like, small blades. And he has both him and Aurora, like, basically bandage them around their own wrists. Like, they're, they're, like he basically kind of takes some wraps out, and he, he bandages them, and he says, if you're, if you're in your last moments, these blades are to take your own life and the life of the closest foe to you. Don't let them end you, end yourself, and end them with you. And gives one last kind of recitation, a small kind of prick of the thumb, they taste their, their own blood, and then the, then the ritual ends. And he said, and, and, and upon the end, there is clearly to Aurora a sense of, a sense of, a, a grim sense of foreboding, as this is, this is something that is like very much to her has been done many times before, and from from this point forward, his his visage, his demeanor is 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 in is in, is entirely without any sort of levity. There's no there's no jovialness. There's no kind of complimenting of the breakfast. It's just it's it's death, is what it is from here. And how does she react? How does she react to that? This is a very dark. Like, yeah, this is a very dark, a dark thing he's brought her into. She, she's very quiet uh, at the end of this, and it might at a, at first glance look like she's following Mox lead, but it becomes pretty apparent that it's not just that she's she's feeling. She's feeling what she's feeling what Mock is feeling, what Mock intended her to feel. As she uh, she kind of she looks down and she 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 rubs her finger onto the uh, you know the, the 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 pricked point and like really kind of ponders on that feeling before walking back up the stairs and uh, you know maybe Mock stays behind a little bit and she looks back mm-hmm. and just kind of silently with pursed lips nods her head mm-hmm. and yeah, he, he, re- he remains a moment longer thinking of past battles fallen foes and deaths narrowly avoided and yeah mock mock gets the distinct feeling that this says this has affected her this is this is this is not something that she took lightly and she walks she walks away from it a, a changed person and uh, and that's what he sees in her as mm. she walks away. Awesome. 
And... And... As... Who's watching? We're gonna say... Bear job been pretty intently watching the night before on the big scopes up above. It's bear jaw. Scrim is glued to glued to bear jaw, by the way. That's one of the stuff. Oh. As bear jaw is <laughs> looking over uh, out at the horizon at one point in time, she sees the clouds turn black as a great storm. <laughs> on the horizon seems to be coming this way. And with that, we'll continue next week. Yay! <laughs> All right. Yeah, clap, 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 clap. I'm clapping. Yeah, that was fun. That I know. Was awesome. It's so different at the end of the session on our remote. Yeah. Uh, that was awesome, Eric. I really that liked that, uh, yeah, that cool. sequence. I, I have I'm a glad, request. Man. I have a request. Because I'm really glad. That's one. And it's, it's along the lines. It's kind of... The mechanical side of honestly specifically mock's interaction there i know we're we're trying to wrap up sure. no, i yeah. really love aurora to potentially have more mechanical benefit in a fight um that's that's kind of like uh for up to greg to decide but um <clears throat> i'd really love to her not to be a liability but maybe sometimes when someone gets attacked or something like that she's involved in it as well I want her to be in danger, if that makes any sense. I know a lot of our, uh, our support I, I guys kind of... I completely agree. And okay. actually, as I was explaining the hands of AO, I was like... I was like, oh, Aurora kind of needs to be represented a bit Yeah, and, and, and it sounds weird, but...